0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used
1: in any form without permission.
2: Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting Radiolamon.com. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited Network.
0: The DNLS. Powered
1: by VCO. On RS1. Good morning, everybody, and welcome along to Radio Shore Limited and the DNLs powered by VCO. Once again, it's Bruce Jones and John Hindhoff taking you through this three-hour event. We're in qualifying uh, at the moment, and uh, for what is the H&R Drive the H&R three-hour race. Good morning, Bruce Jones.
0: Good morning, John. Absolutely delighted to be back on board for the sixth round of the DNLS. And I've enjoyed every round so far. And you know what? The standard goes up and up and up. The standard of driving, the standard of the cars we look at as they keep changing their liveries. But uh, we're getting towards the sharp end of the championship. So everything is to play for. Six out of nine we're at.
1: And it's been, as you said... Uh, A cracking championship, the standard of competition. We say this every time, although the surroundings and the cars may be virtual. The competition, the racing uh, and the dedication and talent is very real indeed. It's a pleasant virtual weather forecast in the Eiffel Mountains. 23 degrees Celsius, uh, which is uh, very pleasant indeed. Just a little bit of cloud. It's that white fluffy cloud that we've seen quite a lot. What we saw in the last race, and, and this is why air and track temperatures are so important, uh, Bruce, in racing, uh, We saw the front-running GT3 cars, the SP9 cars, unable, really, to get a full tank, to go through a full tank of fuel last time out. They were coming in a lap or two laps early, some of them breaking it down into six-lap stints, because the performance yes, was, was falling
0: off so much. It was, a, it was a major, major change. The first few rounds have been pretty rock-solid in what they could do. But again, looking at that magical figure, we're over 40 degrees track temperature, so it's going to be the same as two weeks ago, John. But don't forget, these teams think, keep thinking about different ways that they can uh, run these stint lengths. And uh, last time they were thinking on their, on their toes, if you will, but maybe they've gone away, done some maths. Maybe you should have studied that harder at school. And... Um, We'll have come away with a come back with a, a different interpretation of what to do when the track temperature is as warm as it is today 41 degrees before the start of the race
1: 23 degrees in the air was the temperature I was giving uh, early on that that is not going to drop very much even if we do get a little bit of cloud I would think Bruce and it's been intriguing to me to see over the previous five races just how quickly these teams uh, and particularly the real-world drivers who've really engaged in this with their sim racing counterparts but how the racing the tactics the knowledge of what's going on how it's all evolved
0: yeah it's, it's just evolved all the time and um, but it, what really intrigues me is the way that real race engineers have got absolutely stuck into this they they're fine-tuning this their their Using their experience, but gaining new experience and keeping themselves sharp. Uh, this weekend, we've got uh, the first race in uh, Full Metal, as we call it between us these days, Portimao 24 Hours. But real racing is coming back. But what I think we've seen, John, is the establishment. I know sim racing has been going for years, but it's going to be used as a regular tool by by Full Metal racers to keep sharp, not just in the off season. Uh, but during the year as well. So engineers are learning, drivers are learning. It's win-win, and uh, we really enjoy covering it, so that helps too. Uh, And this
1: weekend, a brand new car uh, in the GT4 category. Uh, We have the newly released on the iRacing update, I think it was only last week or the week before, the BMW M4 GT4, which is in the SP10 class, which includes the venerable now Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 club sport now at the moment my timing is showing there those two cars in different classes but interestingly my uh, entry list shows them in the same class so we'll get confirmation uh, about that uh, as we as we go through but at the moment i think we can say that they're probably all in the same class sp10 bruce because they've all got the 300 numbers
0: You'd think so, wouldn't you? Uh, but yes, I was really, really exciting. And also quite a few of the teams, not just new teams coming in with the BMW M4, quite a few have crossed over. They've raced the Porsche Cayman uh, 718 thus far,
1: but uh, it's going to be well oh, a learning experience for all of them. Uh, one or two people. Um, we haven't got uh, underwear just yet with the... Uh, WRTs out now. So yes, we've just got the GT3s out at the moment. I'll give you the rundown of what we've had qualifying... Uh, whilst we're waiting for the times to come in remember you're only really going to have time for one or possibly two laps it's the full send racing number 485 that heads the Audi RS3 LMS that's the TCR category if you will or SP3T in Nürburgring speak uh, ahead of T3 Motorsport by fully two tenths of a second over the 77 quarters of the Nordschleife and a few more of course uh, added on to the shorter version of the Grand Prix track Tra- Team Heusenfeld the 4.04 is next up another 4 tenths back and then a tenth and a half back, Kimmo uh, Suminen for core, Sim Racing TCR SimRC TCR a fifth Felix Luding did the qualifying there and we expect, well he'll not be happy with that Felix likes to be on pole position and has been a couple of times this year, Yannick Danish will start the Zork Sport eSports number 423 from fourth position and we have 12 entries in the SP3T, the TCR category uh, If we look at the uh, Porsche 718 GT4s and the BMWs as a single entity, uh, the first four qualifiers in SP10 are all Porsche 718s. Carl Janssen in Corsum Racing's 3.03 on pole, not for the first time. Christian Bug for uh, Zorg Rensport, the triple three. was a couple... uh, Seven-tenths of a second, by the... No, actually, uh, more than that. Uh, away, no, 7 tenths of a second, yeah, uh, away in oh, I'm wrong, I'm, I'm absolutely wrong let me go back to that, he had a uh, first to second there, 29 31 uh, yeah, that was 2.5 seconds between Carl Janssen and the rest of the field in SP10 uh, Zorgren Sport in second, Simrc Da, da Carbon in third and Oliver uh, Bayer for Black and Team Techstar, the 350 car in fourth. Then the first of the BMWs is the Ad-Hoc Gaming. We've seen those guys running uh, a kitman, as Bruce said be- before, uh, in the earlier races. Team RSO have kept their Porsche, the 397 in fifth. Robert Hagar in sixth for Porsche. Seventh for Porsche, AV... A-V uh, sorry, uh, yes, AV team SimSport. And then Team Heisingfeld have gone over to the new BMW. Andre Ragovic uh, has... Qualified that car in what is effectively seventh, eighth, ninth position uh, in that SP10. So that's an interesting, uh, uh, interesting set of circumstances so far 9.11 cup were the last to qualify uh, before the gt3s came out sim topped that as well claudius veed the 276 ahead of martin asher for asher racing on the front row again but nine tenths of a second between those two Kiana Bushman for german sim racing cyan in the 234 and ola schumann will be next up ws racing by nurberg ring and then it's sim racing academy black falcon Uh, and project gt1.da for the top seven. So all the big names are there. And with six and a half minutes to go, I'm still waiting to see a GT3 and SP9 time coming in, uh, Bruce, because uh, it's such a long lap.
0: What do you mean long? It's only 24.15 (laughs) kilometres. I mean, mean a stretching of the legs. But Uh, yes, indeed, it's always that sort of hiatus that you have. Hopefully not a hiatus hernia, but they're very nearly completing it. They're they're past the jutting of her, and uh, it's looking as though the WRT Audi number one, Kenneth Gull Branson, who was very very good in practice this morning, he was the top of the timesheets, is looking good to be uh, putting a time on the board within about the next fifteen seconds. Nice and tight. Ooh, wow, really cutting the corners right at the end at Tiergarten there.
1: Yeah, it's always nice to know that you're coming back to the end of the race or the end of the lap and across the line for. Kenneth uh, Gulbranson, as he goes across with a one. That's a pretty stout run, under eight minutes for his first lap. And he will get, of course, with five and a half minutes left, he will get the second lap because he'll be allowed to finish that. A couple of people who aren't here at the moment, as I skim through all of my um, race listings for the weekend. It is the best of both worlds Saturday here on the uh, RSL Network, here on RS1 Uh, We will stay in sound and vision via radio-show.co.uk with our timing as well with the DNLS. uh, And uh, coming up in round about uh, five minutes' time over on RS3 and also in sound and vision on the website, uh, we have full metal real-world racing from Krevennik down in... Portugal, Johnny Palmer and Nick Damon will be taking you through that one Uh, and we've lost our last winner to the real world, Phil Ellis is on pole position for HTP It's cracking battle between them and the two uh, Herbert Porsches yesterday evening that Nick and I did the qualifying for Uh, and so they'll be leading off that race uh, over on RS3 and also uh, in sound and vision uh, so we've got no Phil Ellis here which means that Jack Sedgwick is, uh, has brought Marvin Deanst into the a man filter Team HTP Winward Mercedes here uh, this weekend. Uh, they're going for two wins in a row. Uh, good to see Phil Ellis driving the real world car as he was doing what a couple of weeks ago here with the first victory for the uh, HTP team and also the first victory this season that we've seen for the AMG GT3 Bruce as well and it was a it was slightly controversial but a mistake by Team Esport Williams that handed them the victory last time out well Williams have been excellent in this championship
0: Williams Esports team but they, they simply blundered last time around and, and rules are rules and we've seen various people tripping up and I don't know how they ended up breaching the stint time uh, but they did and it's, it's immutable but uh, it's really blown their, blown their championship chances. In fact, it's dropped Williams Esports, uh, you know, sort of down the order somewhat. But uh, we've got quite a few driver changes this weekend as well, John. So uh, including losing Agustin Canapino, who'll be doing the virtual Le Mans along with a group of others. But he's in the championship leading Marla car. So uh, a real change for the Marla team this weekend. And um, keeps interest. it gives other people a bit of a shot at the sharp end of the field. So I'm, I'm all for it, really bit like old days motor racing, where you never knew who was going to turn
1: up. Well, and, you know, that has been one of the joys, hasn't it? We said about the engagement. The, the, the joy for me of this DNLS powered by VCO, the virtual competition organization, um, is that the regulations, the weighty tome of regulations, state that you must have a real-world driver uh, in your squads. And it was two real-world drivers for the DN. Uh, 24 that we covered earlier on this season, uh, and next weekend, of course, we've got the digital iRacing Le Mans 24, the biggest uh, e-sports e- uh, race in terms of entry of the year. We had 1,265. I uh, check my notes. 1,265 teams entered for the DN24, and it is already, I'm told by the organisers, there are already more than that in next weekend's ends iRacing Le Mans 24 hours we'll bring you some coverage of that as well we'll be splitting uh, uh, the the uh, work with our colleagues from TV. more details of that as the week goes on and I, I actually I'm really excited for the next few weeks great to have full metal real world racing back but we've got a lot of championships still to tie up in the virtual world Bruce and we've got the shape of the the iRacing uh, Le Mans 24 possibly the biggest esports event of the year in terms of of public participation certainly it is and it's been going for what six, seven years now and again there is the requirement for real world drivers and I expect that there to be a very impressive entry in the top split that we'll be covering No, I
0: I absolutely agree. And, I mean, I I just find it um, mind-blowing about the the number of people. You say 1,265 competitors for the uh, (laughs) digital Nurburgring 24 hours. That was split over 55 different runnings of the event, if you will, to 55 different levels. But the thing that really, really strikes me is a lot of of the um, the pro-regular racing drivers have been slightly caught on the hop. Some might have done a bit of sim racing over the year, but the person who's... uh, First one to really land a title, Bruno Spengler, you commentated on that, uh, Watkins Glen action. It wasn't a great result in the race for him, but he has really stuck in. in that series He's been a regular competitive here with us on the digital NLS. He has learned and learned and learned. And likewise, we keep extolling this, but uh, BMW are treating all sim racing as though it's real-world racing. Yeah, They're absolutely. keeping all their pit crews uh, really, really on their toes, keeping them sharp for when... Full Metal Racing returns and uh, putting out full pucker interviews with uh, their drivers, their engineers, and they're doing a fantastic job. And I think, you know what, when the real season starts uh, for Full Metal Racing, BMW's PR will be easy in the uh, field. At one point I want to make is a lot of regular racing drivers, not quite prepared in this world, but why should they be? They wouldn't expect it when they... Went towards the end of their close season, they will have already been laying down their plans for attack to do a full digital season alongside their regular racing in 2021.
1: Right. You can be sure of that, John. And it's kept all of us, uh, it's, you know, you talked about the PR teams, it's kept all of us sharp. Certainly, when I was watching the uh, full uh, real world, full metal is the term you coined brilliantly, Bruce, I must say, full metal, real world racing. Um, in qualifying trim yesterday, um, I'm I'm now much more used to um, identifying cars from a quick flash of something. Uh, it's kept my skills honed as well, and um, you know, in some ways, we've been spoiled, particularly when we're with the the guys from VCO And I noticed that uh, that we've got Connery back on the pictures this morning, thank you Connery Um, these guys are absolutely top notch in the way they can follow at the moment Christian Cronius in uh, the BMW now switching to BSC Sports Uh, the the Gertroth's car the number 77 still waiting for that car to put a time in Uh, and we've been rather spoiled by the coverage that we get in the virtual world Uh, it was actually a bit of a shock to the system to go back to normal, quote normal quote-unquote, fixed cameras around circuits uh, uh, augmented by a plethora of on-boards. So it was good fun. Thoroughly uh, thoroughly enjoyed that yesterday. And Johnny and uh, Nick just on the air now for a 12 o'clock start for that. They'll do the first three hours and then we'll be back at uh, 7 o'clock UK tonight. So time after you've uh, watched our race here with DNLS to go away, have a bit of a Saturday and then come back and watch some full metal racing uh, later on. If... You don't have to make a choice, although they're both live at the same time, of course. We will have the replays on radio-show.co.uk. So watch one, watch them side by side, or, you know, watch one on delay. And we promise there'll be no spoilers in this for what's going on in Portugal and vice versa. Uh, Okay, that's the way it will work here. We like to keep you all happy. Uh, Alexei Eloma for Vodafone Team Get Speed in second position on the timing sheet at the moment. Not on first position. My apologies, it's just updated. It's just gone through by 0.32 of a second from Kenneth Gilbranson for E-Team WRT uh, in second place. Then Valkenhorst BMW, then Team BMW Bank. There's Bruno Spengler. He's done his two laps. In fact, he's done four laps, so he must have had an off somewhere. BS Competition, another front-running BMW team. They've been at the sharp end in fifth. Manfield, the Team HTP. Marvin Deinst doing the qualifying. Now, Jesse Kron for VRS Coanda Simsport gets a little hip-check and gets pushed off the circuit right at the end of the lap, and he's hit the wall. Oh, the 108 car was on a decent lap there, possibly improving from current seventh position. And the Audi alongside with a little hip check is wow well, was that a bit was that maybe just a bit uh, of a low percentage lunge from Jesse, but that lap ruined there continuing down through the top 10 john edwards for rover racing in the 98 car marvin otterbach for race union in ninth and lucy treft's that we were watching earlier in the dark grey BSC sports car. That's your top ten, separated, by the way, by three and a half seconds only. Extraordinary, uh, the excellence that we have here. So for round six, the H&R Dreistunden coming to the end of qualifying now, Bruce, but one or two laps still to be completed. Yeah, I expect
0: we'll see a time much about five seconds quicker than their their first flyer because we saw 7.51s in practice this morning. But uh, being given a chance to see Jesse Krohn in the BMW, uh, VRS Coanda, really close to the tail of the Audi, went up alongside as they got to the final sequence, but really not alongside, forced the issue. And then he was on the grass. And as you know, full speed on the grass on one side, huge miss, uh, but then eventually collected the barriers when they were right in front of him. I've been watching them when you were talking, John. Those two have been running really close to each other, tripping themselves yeah. up somewhat. Yeah. might have been worth, but when you've only got potentially time for two flying laps, you don't want to squander them, and I guess they both were playing a percentage game, but it definitely went against Jesse Crone. Very, very bent BMW. Of course, it can be repaired before the race at the flick of a button, but that lap was what got ruined, so he'll be down at the tail end of the 20-plus of the, uh, cars in the class. Big mistake.
1: Hello at the time, certain clock, who's tuned in as ever. Uh, And you can get in touch with us, by the way, at RSL underscore studio for uh, Bruce and I at the moment. And if you uh, tag us with the hashtag DNLS, then uh, we'll see that. Uh, For the Krevennik Racing, use rsl underscore studio and the hashtag 24h series and then the boys in uh studio one effectively will see that one of the things that um is lovely about this uh situation bruce is that um you know, virtually, I was in Watkins Glen in upstate New York on Thursday, at last night, Nurburgring today, at later on, which clearly I couldn't possibly have done in, under, uh, under the normal regime of covering motor racing. Even I'm not that good. It's, it's a rich, rich diet, John. The thing that doesn't
0: change, of course, the standard of catering is uniformly better when you're doing it from a studio. Uh, close to home but uh, we do all miss the travel we don't know when we're going to get going all over again but uh, right now this is a a fantastic uh, series to to follow and to watch and and also you mentioned earlier about the incredible infinite number of camera angles what it does mean is when I covered the uh, NLS later in the year in fact it's starting on the 27th June so the first Mm. delayed first round very nearly upon us they will put in camera angles that, may, that they may not have had before, but I should know where they are because I've been presented with every single option, as, as have you. And some of the sort of equivalent of drone shots are just brilliant for showing this circuit and also for people who've never been to the Nordschleife. But what a great way to learn.
1: Fantastic. Yes. It's a brilliant circuit. And, and you really do, particularly on the replays, you really do get the opportunity to analyse what went wrong. Uh, and where the, sometimes at at the Nürburgring in particular, where the tiniest of mistakes was made. Was there just a a little wheel onto the grass that gave up the grip and then speared the car across the track? Was there just a little touch? Or was there just a little lack of concentration? Oh, hang on, we can see from the onboard that somebody was up ahead having a moment. Maybe that took their concentration. Brilliant, absolutely great. And Connery, who's cutting the pictures for us uh, this morning, I saw him in the chat uh, earlier, he's uh, one of the best at that. He was—he uh, found us our leader going off in the D uh, N24. Connery Maddock, one of the uh, Racebot TV team, and hello to Will and the rest of the team. They're having another busy weekend, looking after things like the Virtual Porsche uh, Super Cup. Racebot guys, uh, the old hands here—we're the new boys uh, in the virtual world. And thank you to. All of our colleagues in the virtual world who have uh, welcomed us in uniformly, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much indeed and I hope we're doing your side of the sport uh, proud with uh, the respect it deserves. Certainly that's what we're trying to do. Just about over one or two laps still to be finished. Bruno Spengler will be no better than seventh. Into the pit for Alexia Loma for the currently provisional pole sitting Vodafone team, gets me cart. Looks like Kenneth Goldbranson for E Team WRT with two, 0.32 of a second. And, and you know what? I bet Kenneth's going, I know exactly where I lost that. I know exactly where I lost that 0.32. <laughs> Here's the confirmation of the grids for round six. Of the digital NLS by VCO. It's the H and R Dreistunden on the Nordschleifer of course. Vodafone team Get Speed will start in pole position for Mercedes. It's Audi in second place for E Team WRT. Then Valkenhorse and BS competition for BMW. Mercedes man filter team HTP and Schnitzelam racing up into sixth position as well. Then Team BMW Bank and VRS Coanda Sim Sports, both BMW teams in 7th and 8th. Rounding off the top 10, Rover Racing eSports, the 98 car and Phoenix Racing for Max Hoffer. Marvin Otterbach will start Race Union, Lucy Treft for BSC Sports. That's your top dozen. Don't forget, live timing available as well on uh, RaceBot TV and also on Radio dasho.co.uk Valkenhorst and Black Falcon share the seventh row of the grid Dirk Muller will not be happy uh, with that, David Pittard will he's normally a quick starter David so watch out for that Valkenhorst number 35 BMW, team heisingfeld Dominic Baumann, another quick starting driver with Adrenaline Motorsport is alongside them on row number eight and all AMG eighth row of the grid and by the way we're still already talking down there uh, in 16th position for David Greasnet, well, um, four and a bit seconds away. Williams Esports, the 109 car in 17th. HRBMW, Team Greenhill, Martin Tomczyk. Tomczyk in 18th position. Then the Audi Raw, that's the uh, 10th row with uh, Ring, Vazette, Sim Racing and Car Collection. Sim Racing, the 33, which I think is the old red car, isn't it, the 33? Haven't seen that one yet today. As far as Cup 2, that's your 9-11 uh, Porsche Carrera Cup class. SimRC and Asher Racing, two of the big names here. And Martin Asher will be starting uh, alongside, or behind them, should I say, it's uh, German Sim Racing and then Sim Racing Academy, Black Falcon, Project gt 8. And Violent uh, Racing, powered by ECO Kart esports team. We might shorten that down. Uh, and <laughs> going through... DSC EV powered by EMC Birkenfeld in V. Now that, that, that's super because that's exactly as we see some of those motor clubs in the uh, NLS proper. SP10. This is the new. Uh, this is the uh, new GT4 class. It used to be a cup class just for the Porsches, but Porsches have locked out the first couple of rows. Core, Zorg, Zimarsi and Black Falcon. All within a few seconds of each other. But we have got BMWs uh, in this category as well. But not in the top positions. As you can see, it's uh, all Porsche in the, at the sharp end of that uh, field. Uh, until we get down to Team Heisingfeld, who are running the BMWs. The new BMW uh, M4 GT4 uh, effectively... Ah well, actually, we, that is a not what I'm reading from this, the screen, but I'll I'll go with what we're seeing there. So keep an eye for how that goes on during the race. It is all Audis because that is the only TCR car in SP3 uh, SP3T. Full Send Racing from T3 Motorsport from Team Hosingfeld and Core. Well, the Core guys in Team Hosingfeld want to work their way forward. As will SimRC, the 476, that uh, very distinctive yellow and black car from Zorg Rensport. Team Nürburgring Esports and uh, DOT XE Esports in eighth position, making up the bulk of the TCR field. Leiport with the yellow car, Phoenix, Race Tech, and WS Racing by Nürburgring Esports, the last two rows of that grid. And we will, of course, split those classes up so they all get a start on their own. We're a couple of minutes away from getting things underway. The Porsche safety car already lined up on the Dottiger Hoa. Well, it's warm. The track is very warm indeed. Bruce Jones and me, John Hindhoff, Bruce, what are we reckon here? Are we going to see another tactical mix-up at the front of the field this week?
0: The simple answer, John, is
1: yes, because these teams
0: don't like to do things differently. Last time, their hand was forced. That's a fortnight ago when they suddenly realised the tyres were not going to be good for seven laps. They had to start changing their stint length. They changed it on the hop. Let's see what they can do this time around when they've had time to consider. These teams are nothing if not competitive. So I think we're in for a cracking race. But I did notice... Marla Racing Team leading the championship don't appear to be in the, didn't set a time so let's see if at the back of that group that could be a real swerve board if they're coming through from the tail. All right, good spot. Uh, well, what number car is that, Bruce? The Marla car. Look at my notes. It's number one eight six. It's down as being the twenty second car out of twenty two, but uh, no time.
1: Yeah, that's Sammy Matty Trogan and Alex Arana. Uh, Sammy Matty's been superb this year, as has Alex. Alex often. Uh, teamed up with Augustin Canapino as well. They've sort of s- cycled through. That's another, effectively, another Williams Esports entered or Esport Driver lineup, Williams Esport Driver lineup, but under the Mahler Racing banner. We're rolling. The GT3 engines cutting through the beautiful early summer's weather here on the Nurburgring Nordschleifer as the bulk of the field, the most numerous class is the SP9 GT3 and up towards Tiergarten safety car lights are out here we go again for another three hours the H&R three hour race round six of the VCO Nürburgring Langstracken series another triumph of organisation the Porsche 911 safety car oh hits the pit wall as it went in the pit wall the safety car driver making a huge error there as it absolutely clouted the end of the safety car remember we saw a BMW driving to the end of the safety car at the end of the, the uh, pit lane wall when the bonnet was up in uh, one of the versions of the real 24 hours that we were covering. But it's the Get Speed bright red AMG GT3 from pole position that leads out from Valkenhorst. Christian Cronius in the red, white and blue. Z4 BMW, then E-team WRT. Kenneth Branson holds on to third position. Then the two Mercedes are schnitzel racing in the slightly more greeny yellow Grello coloured, almost the Manti Racing Grello, that isn't it? And the slightly more yellow car behind it is HTP, the man-filter's HTP Windward car. So, as you were from qualifying, as we wait for the Porsche 911 class to come through with Brees Jones. Well, pretty tidy start there, bar the
0: safety car, but it's interesting how Mercedes, they took a victory last time out, they rose to the front, and now they're at the front in qualifying. What's happened to the Audi challenge in particular? Anyhow, it's all things Porsches in the Porsche Cup class, and two by two through Tiergarten. I have a feeling they won't be quite as tidy through there at the <laughs> end of this uh, racing lap, And certainly that barrier on the outside uh, has been the one that's caught a lot of them out. But it's uh, so tricky, that sequence of corners where they have to really go through a serpentine course. But right now, it's easy. It's just that run down to turn one. Easy for me to say, can they get it right? They're waiting for the lights to go green. Very good two-by-two two formation. But uh, right now, it looks as though SimRC with uh, Claudius speed, 276 is in a tidy position to
1: lead that group down to turn one. Everyone tucking in behind. Good job, gentlemen. Yeah. That was very good from Martin Asher because he realised that the pole man was leading the inside road, had to cut across to the right-hand side in the dark of the 911s. Uh, and he goes down the inside, he takes the lead as the pole has gone wide. Oh, what a disaster for Claudius Veed. Also, by the way, running the Asher Racing logo on the door of that yellow, mostly yellow Porsche. And now he's having to defend from Alexei, from the third place car, sorry I'm looking at two different screens at the same time there that was Keanu Bushman, who was up alongside for a moment but a great opportunist manoeuvre by Martin Asher from the outside of the front row the less favoured but he got across to the right hand side of the track Bruce and in that tricky downhill braking area for turn one, slight mistake by the pool man and Martin Asher was through here comes the SP10, the combined GT4 category, Bruce Jones
0: well, it's interesting to see the, the BMW M4s alongside the Porsche 718 Caymans. This is the first time they're hot off the press, if you will. But a few teams have moved across to the try them, but it's Caymans at the front. They of, course, they, of course, have the experience. Now, this one looks a little bit feistier than the Porsche Cup class. And is it going to be a BMW challenging at the moment? They're down in the middle of the pack. Ooh, actually, as they get down, the pole man has a nice clear advantage. Unlike uh, the 276-class car of Claudius Speed in the uh, Porsche Cup class, he had enough of a lead to take the outside line and swing across. Martin Asher made sure that didn't happen, but he was late on the brakes in the Porsche Cup class and his sort of semi-teammate let him down the inside. No clash required and no clashes at all as the Caymans take on the, the BMW
1: M4s. Very tidy indeed. Good for the pole man. And it's the core sim racing colours, the white and tangerine. Karl Jansen from Christian Bug, from Tom Valentini uh, for Sim RT. Then Oliver Baer for Black Falcon. Niels Carsten, and then the first of the BMWs, Lucas Muller for Ad-Hoc Gaming with the number three 69 car. And finally, some of the best racing we've seen has been from the TCRs, the SP3T categories. It's Dean Ledger who uh, is coming through to bring them through to the green full send racing, the 485 car. He's got T3 Motorsport by BKP, Oliver Ackerman alongside Michael Schuttler and Kimo and behind them, and they spread out four wide. So all of those drivers I mentioned for a moment, we could see them all, the front of their Audi's, as they go down at the first corner. Oh, there's a tap on the pole sitter, but he gets it back, got the front wheels pointing in the right direction. I do think, actually, the third-place car, Oliver Ackerman in the T3 motorsport car, I think he lifted out of that. As to, so, as not to make that any worse, that was very fair driving. Perhaps just a little mistake by Oliver, which pitched the lead, the Paul Sitter sideways, but uh, restitution, if you will, immediately. And Oliver's actually, who had a decent start, and he's dropped back into the pack just a little bit, side by side for the leading TCR as they go into the hairpin for the first time. And it's Schottler who's gone through for Team Hoisingfeld, then Ledger Steve Ledger in. Second place, Ackerman down to third, then Felix Luding. I said he would move forward, Yannick Dan, Danish as well.
0: And already, You know, t- when you look at the shape of car, John, you expect them to be a little robust with each other, but <laughs> we've been so impressed. They run close, but they don't think they're touring cars. They think they're, they're full-on racing cars, and they uh, drive accordingly. And I've been really, really impressed. But I must say, at the moment, out the front of the field, uh, it's a rare, rare thing to have someone pulling away at the front of the field and certainly the get-speed performance. Mercedes looking great in that Vodafone livery. has uh, opened up the sort of gap we're not accustomed to at any point of, of an opening lap of the DNLS so far. He's got about a two-second advantage and uh, looking very, very, very aggressive indeed, but just about staying within the confines of the circuit. Great job from our pole starter, Alexei Aloma.
1: And he's done exactly the right thing. He's got away from any issues behind the very familiar colours. Of the Vodafone team, GetSpeed, EMG. We've seen them running Porsches in the past as well, and a technical partner, of course, of the Nürburgring series, Gigaspeed, with their uh, live stream and powering the onboard cameras in the real world with their uh, 4 and 5G technology. And that car leading out nicely. With Marvin Dienst driving for the Team HTP Windward here down in Portugal, Phil Ellis will be taking the start, in fact may have just taken the start of the real world Portugal 24 hours in the Hancock 24 hour series, Damon and Johnny looking after that first three hours for us and we'll be dropping in to that throughout their 24 hours, so once you finish watching here you're going to catch up with that on the replay at radio-show.co.uk and then join us for some live racing tonight from 7UK. Time for some housekeeping, John. We've got two of the GT3
0: runners in the pits at the moment. Jesse Crone, who we saw thump the VRS Coanda BMW into the barriers on the exit of Tiergarten. He's in the pits, having a lengthy pit stop for repairs. And Dominic Bauman in the Team felt car as well. That's the Mercedes, number 101, also having repairs. So I was wrong when I said if you shunt in qualifying, you press the button and your car is ah. OK for race. Clearly not the case. They're having repairs. Meanwhile, Alexia Loma is uh, pulling clear. About a second and a bit clear now. Kenneth Gell-Branson in that uh, Audi from Team WRT, doing his best to keep up. And now we've got a bit of a challenge between Schnitzelarm and Marvin Dienster trying to push past but not managing it still uh,
1: the man filter car tucked in behind those AMG GT3s make a big hole in the air and by the way Sammy Matni-Trogan did start at the back of the GT3 field and he's already worked his way past Benjamin Leuchner and uh, David Griesner for IBAC and Adrenaline Motorsport. So he's up to 19th position and on the tail of BS competition and the American Robbie Forley Robbie with a great result again on Thursday in the final of the IMSA Pro Series iRacing event where he drives, of course, for uh, Turner Motorsport. And he's been doing a lot of work with that uh, BMW M4 GT4, doing some of the testing. And he's the battle for fourth position. Schnitzelam, our favourite schnitzel, Restaurant chain. I can't wait to get back to Germany to go and track one of those down. Now I've I've seen the the menu online uh, appropriately enough. I've I've seen the menu virtually. Now I want to go and see it in real life. You can't. John, I can't wait schnitzel. that long. I asked them to post me one. <laughs> what a menu or a schnitzel. A schnitzel, man, a schnitzel. <laughs> oh, I thought either did mail order. That's fantastic. They're normally nice and slim coming through the letterbox. I, it I like it, yes. Martin Asher took the lead of the Porsche Cup class. Don't talk about food, Bruce. I'd get very hungry very quickly on no, this it was a beginner's mistake. In the first, second lap of the race. Yes, I know. Poor, poor tactics there, Bruce. Martin Asher took the lead of the Porsche race at the first corner. Claudius Veed from port position in second now. Both of those cars running the... Uh, The AR on the doors for Asher Racing. Third position sitting in behind them at the moment is Keanu Buschmann for German Sim Racing in the 234. And look at the drag. Look at the slipstream. 276 gets to the inside through underneath the famous Bilstein Bridge and takes the lead back. And that was all down to the toe. Exactly similar cars very similar drivers and Keanu Bushman now will try to get to the right hand side early Asher is looking confident he doesn't want to block in that 227 the dark coloured car with the red flashes on it so he didn't feel too badly pressured there let's drop back into the GT4 category where Oliver Beyer and Lucas Muller are battling for 4th and 5th position that's Black Falcon and Ad Hoc Gaming by my days I tell you what, John, if you think it's close
0: in the Porsche Cup class, wait till you see the TCRs. No surprise there, but a second comes the top (laughs) six.
1: we said that before? I think we have. Yes, absolutely. They're they're, they're almost driving in each other's luggage compartments uh, in that at the moment. So here comes the third group of cars, and this is now, remember, this used to be Cup 2. We've now got Porsche 911 Cup class. No, uh, sorry, this used to be Cup 3 for the Caymans. We've got a 9-11 Cup-class still, but this is now the SP3T, uh, the, sorry, the SP10 category for what is effectively international GT4 Formula cars. BMW's fanning out in the background. There's the first of the new M4s sitting in there with the, that distinctive green, black and white livery. Uh, and that is the fifth-place car. That's Lucas Muller for Ad Hoc Gaming. So we've seen those colours before, but Bruce, what we haven't seen is this newly modelled and newly released M4 GT4 as part of the last iRacing update.
0: Well, it looks fantastic and uh, it's a a great opportunity. I want to see a real close-up shot. I will. It's going down towards Turn 1. So fourth, fifth place in class behind Oliver Bear, but uh, certainly right in the hunt and in fact going down into Turn 1 looking very feisty indeed. But to me at the moment, the question is, can anybody do anything about the race leader, Alexei Aloma? 2.3 seconds clear from Gull Audi, so it's Mercedes leading the way. But uh, again, you look at the angles that we're treated to as he's halfway around the lap, dropping down towards Callenhard, Versafe, and all those great corners, and he's on it. Mercedes sounding, uh, is still one of the best sounds in motor racing, that Mercedes engine
1: note. If and uh, faithfully replicated and, and uh, just magnificent. When you trackside with those cars, and, and, and if this has been Mercedes in more, all types of motor racing uh, uh, that I can uh, remember. Now, in fairness, uh, uh, ITC, the, the old german Touring Car Championship, I, I didn't get to see those in real life, although I'm sure you did. But certainly the Le Mans cars in the uh, late 80s, these gt cars there's something about the engine notes of a benz engine whether it's v8 or v12 but certainly the v8 it it rattles your sternum it is such a low rumble bruce
0: that you feel it as much as hear it i think that's a really good description john i mean most motor racing engines are pretty visceral and that's the thing i do miss about not being trackside however good However well it's picked up, there's something about being there. But I tell you what, for years, about 20-plus years ago in Formula 1, the best engine note of the weekend was the Mercedes safety car that led the field around. And you'd have people who were sort of new to the paddock and they'd turn around when it it was doing its sort of testing, practice runs early in the morning and go, what's on the track? you go, oh, it's just a safety car. But sounding that good, they would say.
1: Just a brilliant sound. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agreed. So we are into the race and settling down. We've compared this in the past to the first rounds of a heavyweight boxing match. A few jabs going out, still a bit of dancing around going on to find out the relative strengths and weaknesses of those around you. With still two and three quarter hours to go, barely 15 minutes and we're still only on lap two, of course. Recalibrate your mind if you've been watching short track sprint racing, whether in the real world or virtually Because this is the Nürburgring Nordschleife. This is the granddaddy of them all. The circuit that Sir Jackie Stewart named the Green Hell and that stuck. The Green Hell. And it really is something totally different. And for those perhaps watching for the first time, this is an accurate, millimetre perfect representation of the circuit. I've got a few laps around here, myself in high performance cars and indeed even in some race cars never raced here yet that's still on the bucket list got to go and do my permit at some stage and this is the battle for well I, I was going to say for fifth and sixth but it's third a, a fourth, fourth it's, fifth and, sixth it's, and sixth exactly it's Hopper third in sixth <laughs>
0: seventh trying to catch up with them but i must say christian cronyers in the bmw is just starting to edge clear he's got kenneth gobranson 's audi up in front, trying to go off after that. It's been a good half of the lap for Konyas. He's starting to shake off Marcel Marchevich, the two yellow Mercedes Marchevich and Marvin Dietz, pushing very hard, but the BMW just eking its way clear. But all along, what's happening at the front? Alexia Loma in the get-speed Vodafone Mercedes is pulling ever clearer, further clear. About three seconds. In fact, as I say that, the gap's now coming down. He just lost eight-tenths of a second to Gulbrandsen's Audi, so maybe he made a slight push too hard and uh, made a little bit of a slip up still two seconds to the good but uh, interesting I thought he was getting further away
1: Mm. now we've seen haven't we just how much the uh, just how much the draft is uh, playing a part on the long Dottie Gahur is uh, always a part of racing here and the driver's telling us in the previous rounds of the DNLS powered by VCO that from around about two seconds back, you're feeling it. To question though of where your gearing is and whether you can actually make use of it. Certainly with the TCRs, Bruce, we've seen you can catch, but once you get right up behind someone, you're quite often those Audis are on the soft rev limiter and you can't actually pull out. The moment you pull out, you, you lose that momentum. It's a, it's a massive timing thing, but it can o- often lead to an opportunity to close up and then make a pass, bizarrely, down into the first corner on the Grand Prix circuit.
0: It's that moment when you pull out and you hit the invisible wall. You just <laughs> Then you get it absolutely put in front of you that that was how good the toe was. But you know what? Do you take the risks? Do you sit there? You've got to choose that moment. As I said just at the start of the race, that sequence through the Brems curve and the Tiergarten, it's so difficult. We'll get it marginally wrong, and there's a sort of massive multiplication of factors that uh, can lead to you just piling into the barriers, at effectively the final corner of the lap, and that you do not want to do. Just notice a bit of damage on the side of the schnitzel and Mercedes. Marcel Marchewitz, he and Marvin Dietz have been getting very, very close together, and I don't know if that happened, in that final sequence of corners, but uh, what we have seen, John, of course, many times is the fact that um, some of the damage we cannot see, but the right. drivers can certainly feel it as they go through the course of this race.
1: Big damage could be repaired in the pits, but that costs time. There might be a little bit of damage on the left rear of the Christian Cronius Vulcan horse, just on the left rear wheel arch extension as well, so maybe there has been a bit of side-to-side action there as so they head out onto... The hats are back. The start of the mighty Nordschleifer. If you ever round the Eiffel region, I think it's about 35 euros now for a lap. I remember the days where you would have got three laps for 30. Back in my day, when you would have got three laps for 35 <laughs> euros. But it is apps If you're a motorsport fan and there's, you know, check the website because tourist laps, tourist faring, uh, are available throughout the year. Uh, sometimes you have to queue. You go in, you get your ring card. They charge it up with one, two, three, however many laps you want to pay for. And they're on there, by the way. So if you can't do them all in one go, and I would never suggest with a road car, you try and do them uh, straight consecutively. Do a lap, get back in, let you curl down, let the car curl down. Then if you're feeling brave, go and do it again. Change for position there in TCR going up the hill. And these, We've seen this happen before... Going up to the bottom of the Caracciola carousel, that TCR battle now. And I think there was just a little... uh, I think that was Julius Fritz who was uh, going by the the yellow car of Marion Hensel down towards the bottom part of the top ten. But that is the lead battle. And Felix Luding, thank you, Felix, because he has fulfilled my prophecy. I said he doesn't like being sitting in the queue and the... SimRC TCR the yellow and black car number 476 is at the head of that well effectively it's 40 wheels that are absolutely line astern the biggest gap in there is a 2.9 second gap uh, between 8th and ninth position or 7th and 8th position excuse me but that is the biggest gap so we've got more than half of that field sitting In each other's wheel tracks, just waiting for a a little error. Now, into SP10 GT4. That looked like BMW going past Porsche. Yes, it was. Or was it BMW past BMW? Yes, it was. It's a PS hype car in that almost camouflage colours. With Team Heisingfeld in seventh position now. Lennart Hartenberg going through the new BMW M4. Accurately modelled by iRacing. Good to see those cars. It's worth pointing out, John, I don't think
0: we have that uh, just mentioning Marius zug in that uh, BMW. He's got a, a new teammate this weekend uh, as they trot out in the BMW M4. He's got Timo Glock, former Grand Prix driver. Oh, wow. And, uh, GP2 champion. And uh, saw some photos of... Uh, Timo's sitting there learning the rig and I'm sure, you know, with a driver of his calibre, he'll adapt very quickly indeed. But what all the pro drivers find when they come across the sim racers is, uh, oh, they're other than we thought they might be. In fact, they are the gold standard. It's up to the pro drivers to try and chip away and uh, see what they can do about matching them. But the car with the camouflage you were mentioning, Marius Zug at the wheel at the moment, that's car number 307. Third in the BMW, of the BMWs in that class, but uh, certainly starting to make a bit of progress there. So, uh, good splash, and we'll see what Timo can do when he gets a turn later in this three hour race.
1: Yeah, it's still the Porsches who are holding sway as the lappery is beginning to begin. Schnitzelam Racing, by the way, Marcel Markovic has got the best uh, overall lap time in Porsche. It's Claudius Veed who's leading for SimRC Club, who's got the best lap time. Core Sim Racing, Carl Janssen leading the SP10 GT4 uh, is the best time there. And as far as the Audis, I've got the best time for the Audis. That's not pilot, highlighted pilot, um, in that. And we've been watching the progress of Sammy Matty-Trogan in Marla Racing Team, now up to 16th position and just half a second behind Martin Tomczyk in the HR BMW team Green Hell car who's who's three-tenths of a second behind Robbie Foley for 14th so there's a canny little battle going on there as well, second and third aren't too far apart the screaming Audi V10 of Kenneth Gulbranson looking forward to Valkenhorst and looking behind the rumbling schnitzel Marcel Markowitz EMG GT3 in that line again Bruce we've got the stress here it's not as if these guys aren't trying but these cars are so evenly matched just as in the GT3 real world racing
0: exactly so but Christian Cronje's In the early stages of the race, Alexia Loma, two and a bit, three seconds clear in the Get Speed Mercedes, then Kenneth Gulbranson, the Norwegian racer, in his Audi, but he seemed fairly much in control, and then it was that battle, third place, back to sixth, eventually back to seventh, back to Max Hofer in the Phoenix Audi, but Christian Cronus has not only caught Gulbranson, he's passed him, and now he's pulling... He's the best part of a second clear, and Gulbranson, instead of being in second, is now having to hang on to that third place because Marcel Marcevic who's shown fantastic form you said he set the fastest lap of the race so far he's getting closer and closer he's a quarter of a second or so off the tail of the WRT Audi so for, for Branson going slightly
1: not from bad to worse but from good to less good I think we could say hello to Mark Pearson who says I can't believe you mentioned Schnitzel and we're barely 10 minutes in I know I was a terrible tactical error on, uh, on my behalf the uh, the sausage a bacon and egg breakfast seems a long way uh, a long time ago already and we've still got over two and a half hours to go in what is effectively in Nürburgring terms a little bit of a sprint race for the DNLS welcome if you are just joining us whether you're new to this, leader going past the tourist lap entrance on his right hand side Alexei Loma has not been headed Great pole position lap. Remember, barely enough time to get two laps in and you really can't afford to have a discounted lap for track limits. It's super pressurised situation in in qualifying and the qualifying driver has to start the race as well. So Alexi has started the race for Get Speed. The Team Vodafone Get Speed... EMG leads it then from Christian Cronius. He's broken away just a little bit, enough to not have to worry about defending. You can't say that for third position as the Audi goes down. The inside, that's the E-Team WRT1 and the man filter. Martin Deist goes through. Deist has just gone through. Yep, Gulbranson has gone from second to third, third to fifth. So the Audi driver
0: not having a good time there. Race leader, Iloma, he's two and a half seconds clear. But what we have now, Christian Cronius for... In the better place of the walking horse motorsport cars, he's got nobody on his tail. He's one and a quarter seconds clear. You might think that's close. It's not in this terms of racing. He's made his break and now he's heading off after Iloma. See if he can get that BMW up ahead of the Mercedes to lead the race. So, first part of the race, it's really been all about two drivers, Iloma, Cronyers and let's just it'll take, take another look on Sammy Matitrogan. Another place gained. He's up to 15. Don't forget, he's been a race winner in this. He's been a pole starter. So, uh, he's certainly making that Audi really dance under his feet.
1: Martin Tomčić sitting in the 1-1-2 car in 16th position. Tomčić about two seconds behind Sammy Matty-Trogan, who's gone through and cleared off. So Trogan has caught uh, and passed Tomčić, and now has Robbie Foley in his sights. That's for 14th position. Marla Racing Team, as Bruce mentioned, he's been watching and taking note of the championship standings. This is a championship and it runs through till through to October. I love the detail on the inside of that BMW, including the M Sport stitching uh, on the centre of the steering wheel. Absolutely brilliant. Even the relays and the AP brake bias. Now, if you look on the steering wheel, next time we get a shot uh, of, in fact, that's uh, even's got Imza overalls on. Is that Robbie behind the wheel? there? I think that's Robbie's helmet. Yeah, it is, it is Robbie, because we look yeah. at that little battle. It could also be Bruno
0: Spengler, of course, but he's closer to the front of the field. He's running in sixth in his BMW.
1: Yeah, I saw the IMSA overalls that Robbie Foley's wearing there with the uh, VP Racing Fuels logo on. That is how well even the interior is modelled. The steering wheel, by the way, when you look at the steering wheel on any of these cars, you'll see there's an awful lot of information on there. We can see the gears, we can see the revs like for Martin Otterbach and the Audi at the moment, everything else shows, for the most part, other than the the delta times, shows up as zeros. The driver is actually seeing those. Some of those will be brake bias. It'll be, you can select what you see on the screen, of course. And the reason they're all zeroed out is so that none of your competitors can gain an advantage by, quote-unquote, looking over your shoulder. Because quite a few of... The teams will have assistance, outside assistance from either their other driver or indeed from a team engineer stroke manager. The other thing is, and we have had people asking us this on, at RSL Underscore Studio, there is no choice of the view. The view is on board and the wider the screen or the la- the. Uh, more screens you have some drivers have a big curved screen some of them have two screens at an angle on the outside to give you a more immersive feel but if you were watching back there you could see quite clearly the left hand uh, rear view mirror showing what's behind some of the cars in GTE and GT Le Mans have a rearward facing camera which comes up on the screen and you can see that as well as the driver but if you're wondering why we're not seeing all the information on the screens that's because that is effectively blanked out so that other teams can't be sneaky and see how you're doing
0: as if they would john yeah. but one thing that's really been raised a lot of the top pro drivers who come across cannot praise enough the sim racers with whom they've been partnered who don't just do their stint and get out of the car hand it over and say no more they're there telling them when to push how to use the tires All these things that a real-world racing driver will know. But, again, things in this race, they don't get the physical input that they would have in a real racing car, so they're trying to feel their way, where feel is such a limited element. They've got all the visual clues and cues, but, uh, again, they really lean very heavily on their sim racing partners, and it's been a a learning process going both ways, but... uh, certainly rest assured the sim racers uh, have to talk a lot as well when the uh, real world races are in there doing
1: their stints, it's been, it's been absolutely intriguing so far through 2020 Oh, I agree, uh, and don't forget as well, two driver changes maximum of two hours in a stint for any of the drivers the TCR train of cars hammering over the far side of the circuit and Coming into the top of the hill at oh, that's a Flansgarten, I think, as they're coming down. Yes, it is. As they head down the hill now towards the bridge and the uh, and then peeling off through the left-hander and into the Kleiner carousel before heading towards the Gallows Hill corner, which leads onto the long Donningenhueber. Always bizarre to me if I'm moving around the Nurburgring when we're there for racing and you driving down the public road which runs to driver's left on the uh, right alongside parallel to the Dottiger Haute and if you're going back to the circuit and driving along you're on that side of the uh, the road of course and you think you're sort of pottering along if there's no traffic and then all of a sudden something in your peripheral vision screams by at uh, 276 kilometres an hour or whatever it is can be a little distracting. So they. Take- it
0: certainly can. And also, John, the roads around the Nordschleife, uh, you get close to the circuit, then you're not close. And sometimes you're surprised. You suddenly realize you're at a point where it's almost kissing the edge. Correct. Suddenly racing action through the trees. Racing action is certainly happening on the circuit, though. It's getting very, very busy. Indeed. In which class? The TCR class. Ha ha. That's never happened before. But uh, again, when you look at the gold standard, when you look at uh, team. Uh, sim tcr they're always at the sharp end but uh, right now we've got uh, in fact it's a bmw from the the middle number three class uh, working its way past the tcr leaders of course it's got more points, but the tcr leaders separated by well next to nothing but it's still felix luding only just from the team hoisin felt car of uh, michael schuttler schuttler took an early lead in the race but uh, up from fifth on the grid well that pairing felix luding and jürgen frank they've yet to disappoint us john
1: I did notice that those TCR cars through the latter part of the lap, the twisty bits, are as quick, if not quicker, than the GT4 car. And indeed, in the start of the Grand Prix circuit, they're side by side going for the lead as they're almost going one either side of the new M4. And that's exactly as in real life in the Michelin Pilot Challenge in IMSA, which we cover, of course. We've seen, even with the slightly restricted power that the TCRs have in IMSA competition, that it's uh, tight, twisty tracks like Lime Rock Park up in Connecticut. The first and second sectors of that track before you get onto the long front straight, TCRs are quicker than even the front of the field of the GT4 category. So or GS, as it's called over there, they are inherently downforce uh, have, have inherently have downforce available to them. TCRs they don't look like they've got big wings but the whole bodywork uh, provides downforce and so they have yeah, very the quick and they'll trounce Love GT4 it. car Love and it. that's
0: why poor old Nick Wustenhagen West- is really in struggling he's got the front of the TCR class with him he's suddenly going to be behind five of them I'd reckon before they get much past Hatzenbach
1: it's getting quick at the front of the field Christian uh, Alexei Aloma just set a quick time on his last lap at 802.5, then an 802.002 for Christian Cronjes in the 34 car. So that's a, that is now the new fastest lap of the race, 802.002 in race conditions and with traffic as well, we should say, for the guys at the front of the field. So that's first and second, and the gap between those two now down to two seconds on the nose between Alexei Aloma and Christian Cronjes for Vodafone, Team Get Speed in the AMG and the Valkenhorst Motorsport number 34 BMW.
0: The interesting thing to me, me there, John, not just the pace of Christian Cronin, the fastest slap so far, but he's now getting on for three seconds clear of Marcel Marchewitz. Kenneth back backing forth just a second down, but it's the fact that Cronin has got to the front of that group, went... Uh, up into second place. Now he's catching the leader, but I'm just surprised those behind cannot uh, try and keep in his slipstream. They've just been broke. The toe has been broken, and that's, as you said, if you you don't have a toe when you're going up out of Dottinger Hoa, uh, you're not going to catch the car in front. And I think uh, at the moment, bar mistakes, Christian Cronius in the Horse Motorsport BMW has broken the toe. That's really, really important for their race
1: hopes. I, I... I'm just looking at the pace at the front of the field, and everybody is is setting cracking times. And I wonder what that's doing to tyre life. It is very, very warm at the Nürburgring uh, today with the air temperature into the mid-20s. A little bit of scattered high cloud. No real overcast here today. And the track temperature was... Well up into the 40s, wasn't it, at the start of the race? Yeah, it was 41 Celsius. at the
0: start, yeah. 23, and it's carrying on rising, but as you say, bright blue skies, get scarcely a cloud, which is something you can often say in the Eiffel Forest. It's often there, doesn't always hit the circuit, but uh, you stand up high on the start-finish line, looking out over the Eiffel Forest and see bits of track, but it, what you mainly see is uh, great big grey clouds approaching. They may swerve past and they may not, so not quite to the same extent as Spa-Francorchamps, where the weather can come in. You know, don't look for five minutes. And it could come and bite you on the backside. But here, a little bit more warning. But uh, certainly, you can stand and think, is that going to hit? Are we going to have to get those uh, tyre blankets on the wet tyres? Because we don't have wet tyres in racing, so that's not a fact they have to consider. But you do have to consider the temperature, and it's going to be very, very interesting. But I think we'll go for those six flat buns, John.
1: Yeah, at the moment, uh, and what I should say is... We haven't got enough data quite yet to have a prediction of the, the uh, number of laps, but you can sort of see it in, from our experience, Bruce. We've seen 22, 23, 24-lap races here, depending on the pace at the front of the field and depending on that tyre life. We have seen people squeak nine laps out of a tank of fuel in the GT threes there has been a little bit of balancing of fuel capacity in some of the other classes which have cut some of their stint lengths down a, a wee bit but uh, at the front of the field certainly last time out when temperatures were getting on for what we've got now there were very few people who even went to seven laps but that was much more tyre limited rather than fuel uh, capacity limited.
0: Yeah right now this is uh, you know with these temperatures it's tyre limited That that is their absolute concern in this and uh, the person who's not concerned appears to be Christian Walkenhorst. Uh, Christian, Christian, Christian Croniers, real-life <laughs> Spa 24-hour winner for Walkenhorst. He's now 1.5 seconds down on the race leader. Is he pushing those tyres too hard? Certainly, they might have already thought you've got six laps I'm not going to let you do any more, so if you have the equivalent of six and a half laps of tyre life and you're going to stop after six, you can push as hard as you want. But if it's, uh, you know, the equivalent of 6.1 laps of tyre life before they really fall off, then... You know, you'll still be pitting after six, but you've just got to back off. And also, just one thing, John, haven't mentioned is the fact that there's been a driver change or a sort of partnership change at uh, Walking Horse because normally uh, Jody Christian Cronia shares with Michael Jensen and Jody Fannin. This time he's sharing with Sam and Scott Michaels, who are normally oh. paired with David Pittard. And David's got a new teammate in British GT4 racer, Ben Tuck. So things have been swerved around, but uh, Christian, best finish so far. Third place last time out. He's running second and
1: he's catching the Wonderful stuff in the Eiffel Mountains with the Falcon Horse BMW staring at the back at another Z4. Heading. Oh, it's the blue and white machine, and that is a battle of uh, four position. It's a uh, Coming up to the bottom of the hill before climbing to the Caracciola Carousel. I love how you drop into the concrete, it's very, very rough indeed. So, the Audi staring at the back of that Vulcan Horse BMW, and then behind them is the Race Union Marvin Otterback Race Union SP1987 car. That's one of the EMGs, isn't it? The bright orange guard across the line. Very close indeed, down towards the first corner. That is uh, Leonard Hartenberg defending from Robert Hager, who gets the blue car ahead in the SP10 GT4 category. So that was Porsche Cayman 718 Club Sport going past the new BMW. Okay, Leonard Hartenberg... He's going to, I think, go wide again here. Yes, he is in the exit of the AMG Arena section of the Grand Prix track. Of course, we only use a tiny portion of the Grand Prix circuit in these DNLS races. It's only at the Nürburgring 24 that we go all the way down the bottom of the hill to the hairpin. So it's the first cutout, rejoin halfway up the hill and then through the S's. Now, pit stops, pit stops. Now, this is interesting. This is oh, John Edwards. Car. Okay, so how
0: many laps on the board? Four laps on the board. Remember last time we went uh, 6664. Maybe they're trying to do 4666 six, six, six this time around in terms of their stint length. So Rover Racing, they weren't at the sharp end. They've uh, rolled the dice early on. Obviously, they're dropping down the order as they sit there. But uh, for John Edwards, let's see how good that is. We've got, it ah. uh, looks like Sammy Matty Trogan. No, it's Esteban Muth has taken over. Uh, Williams eSports car he, uh, have, well, no, he's taking, he started that and then had to Dominic Stuybe, may not have driver changes at this point. And the Audi uh, has
1: been uh, given up by Benny Leuchter and a Brené Rast into the Audi you may well recognise that name Guy used to win all the championships in Germany with that name wasn't there? Yes just great uh, Williams supporters group tweeting us here adds RSL underscore Judy says the cars in sim racing have brilliant colour schemes. The GetSpeed car is one of them. Well, that's real life. That's their real life colour scheme. Absolutely transfers brilliantly. Had a long chat with Andy Blackmore, renowned graphic artist and livery specialist, going way back through the years to uh, well, real world racing uh, designs for McLaren among others, and he's learned a whole new set of skills had uh, eight liveries in the final of the Pro Sports, the iRacing IMSA Pro Sport Series on Thursday. And he's got some racing this weekend as well in the real world at Portugal and in virtual racing too. So pit stops starting. Dienst come in for the Filter Team HTP car. Markovic in for Schnitzelam. Max Hoffer in for phoenix racing so bruce i think you might have called it here i think they're doing their short stint right now and getting it out of the way and what they'll be doing that'll that'll count of course as one of their driver changes as well robbie foley and sammy matty trogan are shown as having a pit stop as well at the end of the first lap now i'm not sure if that's true or whether they started from the pits because um for sure sammy matty in marla racing uh, Audi didn't put a t- time in, but they didn't change driver. No, exa- exactly so. Sammy Matty
0: now listed in 10th place, but of course with uh, cars like the Rover Racing, BMW coming in for John Edwards, uh, that's not entirely realistic. It, 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 they will be shuffled back. But um, right now what I'm just aware of, in fact, is Alexia Lomi and Christian Cronje a second apart, just under a second apart now. Traffic is starting to come into play. We saw them hit the tail end, not hit. Catch... Past the tail end of the TCR class field, John. Now they're in clear air, but for how much longer? Because I think there's another gaggle of TCR cars not far ahead of them. I saw them in the background of the shop when they were on the Grand Prix loop. They were heading out to Hatzaback before these GT3 race leaders, and there are about six of them, nose to tail. So that's not going to be good news for, well, probably worse news for Christian Cronius. Yes, there is the gaggle of TCR cars.
1: Bruce Jones I'm John Heinzhoff leader then the bright red get speed car and as Bruce has mentioned the traffic is now going to be a bit of an issue they will be getting their virtual spot they're telling them that this car's coming up behind that is one of the joys and the BMW, that in fact was one of the GT4, the SB10 cars at the top of the foxhole. But no doubt, Alexi was slowed down in the Vodafone Team get speed. Vodafone tweeting, Team speed. tweeting to us that the pressure was mounting. They haven't given away any of their tactics just at the moment. As you might expect. So... Up at the forest section now this great flowing circuit which carves its way through the Eiffel Mountains probably about as far away from the pits as they're going to get this is the section that's taking them right out into the country, down through Callanhard downhill section now, is all about balancing the cars, I like a short shift here on this part of the track to get yourself ready for these S's. this is miss miss hit, is, is what they say about the APCs here and the reason you have to hit the last one with that train of TCRs, battling TCRs ahead is for the hairpin, down through the gearbox, and now dropping down towards the bridge, and the second entrance onto the track for the tourist laps, effectively halfway round now And this is danger time for get speed for Alexei Aloma. He's the first of the leading cars to see it now. Climbing up out of the bridge section. Passing the Audis. Christian Cronius is right there. Should there be a slip-up for Valkenhorst? Past the Mickey Lauda corner. And now, starting that long climb. Oh, There's still a couple of the leaders for the... In the TCR class for the lead to get by, and he's done that now. Well, that was pretty well handled by everybody, I would say, there, Bruce Jones, because it really didn't break up the TCR battle. Christian Cronius did get up towards the back of the Get Speed car, but it, he hasn't been able to capitalise as now they make that long climb to the bottom of the style Strecker.
0: Yeah, no, very even Stevenson. I think... Uh and, and the simulators and the people running the TCR-class cars have learnt lessons. It's not always easy to see what's coming up behind you, particularly with the closing speeds of the GT3 runners. But just before they got to that sequence of cars that behaved so well and stuck to the left of the track, sort uh, saw a little bit of a mistake from Alexia Lobo. I don't know how much his tyres are helping him or hindering him at the moment, but he just got a little bit oversteery, which certainly won't be good for the rubber beneath him. And now it's down to, well, the last timing split put them at four tenths of a second. It's half of that. It's only two car lengths between them as they go out the carousel and uh, continue around the lap. But really, the hunter, Christian Cronius, is putting in a fantastic charge. He's so, so close. But where is the next bunch of traffic up ahead of them? It's been weathered, if you will, by Alexia Loma. He got past that six-car grouping of TCR runners and uh, doing a good job, but I just feel there's a bit more life in the BMW's tyres that's given chase. That's what I feel, John.
1: Yeah, I think you might be right there. They've been trading fastest laps, but that now was almost a couple of laps ago, three laps ago, in fact. And I said at the time, Bruce, when we were finishing up lap four, when they were pushing as hard as possible, I wondered how much they were actually taking out of the tyre life as they go through Brunchen through the ice curve and heading now and picking up the pace as they head down to Flansgarden. Love this area of the circuit. It's that sweeping, fast, rhythmic section where you, if you know the track, you can make up a huge amount of time on someone who's going, oh, now which way does it go here? Use all of the block paving on driver's left as you're charging down the hill. Get your braking point right. It's tricky. You're sort of turning in as you're braking over the culvert and you can't afford to go wide on the left-hander either because there's a gravel trap so close to the edge. Drop into the Kleiner carousel and you can pop out of that one much earlier than the big carousel earlier in the lap. Then the Gallows hill corner, Gallum Cobb as they head back down that Dottigahua and back towards home. But, John, what we have at the moment is that fantastic battle
0: between Aloma and Cronius for the lead of the race. But Kenneth gould who's now the second Norwegian in the top three, he's down in third place for WRT, his Audi is 11 seconds further back. He's only a second clear of Bruno Spengler's BMW. But what we have is with five laps on the board, coming to the end of the sixth is a lot of the tail end, the second half of the top ten made their pit stops last time around. We had a few coming in after four laps, half a dozen have come in after five, and I would reckon this time around we'll see the front two runners diving in, unless I don't know what I'm talking about in terms of tyre life, but it's 41 degrees track temperature. I don't think they'll be going for a seventh lap. Do you?
1: Well, looks like they're pulling... Well, the BMW isn't, but the EMG goes on. Saw so the put the... Uh, AMG, BMW, the team get speeds. Vodafone sponsored. AMG goes on to that seventh lap as Christian Cronius hits the pits. Now, remember, in the GT3 category, the top class, you have no choice but to put all four tyres on, so there's no tactical advantage uh, to be gained there. If you put the fuel hose on, then you must put four tyres on. If you don't put the fuel hose on and you're just changing drivers then at the end of the race there's no requirement that's how I read the regs and I've talked to a few teams about that who were talking about possibly looking at that last time and then they didn't do it they left drivers in at the end and of course that would have saved Williams eSports as well they would probably have still got a podium they wouldn't have won the race but they could have just done a quick driver change because they had enough uh, fuel on board and they wouldn't have had the change their tyres. So well, goes- we've had
0: evolution of race tactics, John. Oh, yeah, we? We Not have. just because of temperature, but because of also last time I had, of course, the car that won, the Williams E-Sports car, exceeded driver stint time, so that cost the victory. It didn't, it didn't just cost the victory, it cost them all points, that knock the in packaging. But earlier in the season, we had I think it was the uh, BS competition uh, BMW didn't get it right in terms of number of tyres going on the car. On these small things, they held up the hands afterwards, owned up to the mistake. But uh, that's why consistency is king. That's why Marla and Racing team have uh, been always there or thereabout with their Audi. Not today so far, up to the fifth place at the moment, but knowing uh, us a bit wrong. But it's about reading the rulebook. And we were absolutely impressed with how thick the digital rulebook
3: was.
1: Uh, and also how the uh, driver briefings go on. I, I had a little listening to the driver briefing in English earlier on via digital methods and in fact that's carried forward, some of these lessons are carrying forward in the real world in our socially distanced time, the uh, driver briefing for the 24 hour series race down in Portimao this weekend was all done digitally, there were some slight changes to scrutineering in the real world with the real cars as well to take into account short social distancing, they've only got uh, they're only allowed four mechanics working on the car and if they can't be socially distanced they've got to wear Masks, etc. Only two uh, mechanics and the lollipop man allowed in the pit lane, etc. 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 And lessons can be learned. And certainly, in terms of our coverage of the real world racing this weekend, we're putting into place some of the lessons that we've gained and some of the tricks that we've been taught by our colleagues in Sim Racing World as well. All right, we're coming down to the end of the first hour, almost a third of the way through with the big tactical change at the front. Alexei Aloma leading and has not yet stopped. The lead car has not yet stopped for the a team that is Vodafone, Vodafone team gets speed. That was the pole-sitting car, so they've gone on to their seventh lap. We'll expect them in at the end of this lap, and then we've got to see whether those that stopped earlier, have a performance advantage on the new tire Spruce Scrooge-Jones and John Heindorf watching on here at the sixth round of the Nürburgring Nordschleife. And as far as the uh, classes is concerned... Claudius Veeds back in front in SimRC for the Porsche 911 Cup class. It's a Porsche at the head of GT4 as well. That's Carl Janssen in the core sim racing. uh, Nine, uh, sorry, number 303, 718 GT4. Best of the BMWs, Lucas Muller in that class at the moment. And the Audi TCR class, Michael Schertler for Team Heusingfeld 404. As I said, just over two hours still to go. Bruce Jones joining us. Sorry, Bruce, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, being scrolling through the time. Sammy Matty-Trogan, don't forget that car started from pit lane. That is the class-leading car. Sammy Matty-Trogan normally races for the Sport, but he's moved across this weekend. He's fifth now. Don't forget he started down in 22nd position in GT3. He's up to fifth. It's all over the team, probably. So it's been a great drive, two hours to go. How high can he go? It's all about gathering those valuable points at the moment.
1: Yeah, and he's ears off kilter, of course, because he's another one that has not officially made a pit stop. Uh, and we'll see if he comes in at the end of this lap. Alexei Aloma has to shoot him. I can't imagine he's going to go for that eighth lap with the temp the track temperatures being so hot at the moment. At the Nürburgring, still clear skies, 22.9 in the air, 43.9 on the track. RSL on RS4 for our coverage, as ever, of the DNLS powered by VCO. So heading towards the first hour of competition completed live in sound and vision, Radio Show Limited, our colleagues at RaceBot TV in the DNLS, Digital Nürburgring Langstrecken series, powered by VCO, Bruce Johnson, John Heindorf with the English language commentary, Bruce already looking forward to getting back to racing in the real world at the end of this month on the, uh, on the circuit here. We are waiting to see whether Alexei Aloma, who started from pole position and has not been headed in the Vodafone team gets speed at AMG, peels into the pit lane at the end of this lap. Looking at the top of the field, the top three, Bruce, by my reckoning, have not yet pitted. They've all gone for the seven laps opening stint. Top five. Oh, yes, of course, because uh, Forley and Sammy Matty, their first pit stop actually wasn't a pit stop. They started from the pit lane. Exactly, exactly yes. so.
0: But I just wanted to point out Jack Sedgwick, one of the cars that has made a pit stop and come back out for the man. Filter HTP Winwood team is Flying. He's down in ninth place. Don't forget that bright yellow car was fighting a fourth or fifth position with the schnitzel Mercedes, but he's set some really impressive uh, sector times on his outlap. So watch for him. Fresh rubber, really going it for, for it in that number 48 Mercedes.
1: Simply ninth for Jack. He's, real, he, he's normal uh, Manfil, the team H- TP partner, and in fact they were a winning partnership last time uh, out. Uh, he's busy in the real world. Uh, with the 24 hours at Portimao uh, this weekend and that's it, da- that is uh, with the same team, which uh, with the HTP Windward team as well and uh, qualified the car on pole position, Phil Ellis driving with Indy Donci, Russell and Bryce Ward in their Mercedes GT3 one of the 2019 updated cars down there We'll bring you coverage of that later on this afternoon going into the evening 7 o'clock UK time. Join Johnny Palmer, Nick Damon and myself for that one. Take you through till midnight uh, and we'll have on boards through the night until we pick it up for the run for the flag. And if you want to catch the first couple of hours of that you'll be able to watch that on replay via radio-show.co.uk because you're not tearing yourself away from this at the moment. Of course not. Cindra Cindy Sestra in second place uh, for course sim racing, the Team RSL, Kierman, has gone through. Is that on pit stop there? Have they stopped? Because that car was leading, wasn't it? Uh, I'll scroll back down. I was just about to say that those that haven't
0: done, aren't, nobody's going for an eighth lap in the GT3 class. Surprise, surprise. Alexia loma has carved pit stop. Yes. It's well. Robbie Furley be coming in, so it's all changing. They're doing driver changes so far. Well, certainly, Bottas has taken over from the 88 Audi. year, Loma still listed as sitting in the race-leading car in the things.
1: Uh, right, so they have to their driving. And I was right, Niels Carst- uh, Carstensen uh, has not yet stopped in the Team RSO 397. So that's a slightly <laughs> false reading at the head of the uh, at the head of the. SP10, I keep wanting to call that Cup 3, because that's what it's been with all the came but of course it's a full GT, uh, GT4 category, here come the leaders in SP3T, the TCR class Schuttler leads them in for Heisingfeld 404, then RC TCR, Felix Luding was second as he came into the pits, so that was a swap round before they came into the pits, Kimo Sumanen uh, is in third for core and they're all pitting at the same time. Alexi did stay at the head of the field now. He stayed in the car,
0: whereas all those behind have changed drivers. So, oh, Actually, Marshall Marschwitz in the Schnitzelam car in second place has also stayed on board. Their expertise clearly being desired for the first half of the race, at least. Then Scott Michaels is the first of the changes. That's the Walker BMW in third. Top three cars, just covered by three and a half seconds. It's closed. An hour of racing has just about uh, elapsed. And uh, let's see what... Michaels can do, I said he was very quick on his outlap, lap and he's continuing to really put in some great sector times
1: and it is that time of the race when my first pit stop's about to come up, not to leave the commentary area but I've uh, just been reminded with almost an hour gone, it's time for a nice cup of drink often and tea which is another Nürburgring tradition of us, Peter Kate it was from Aston Martin Racing who introduced us to British grown and produced tea from the estate. presumably yes absolutely right from the TRE ap- uh, preference yeah uh, from uh, the Tregothland estate down in Cornwall and they I, I do like their great British uh, tea blend it's very good indeed just very refreshing and we always say it in the 24 hours never underestimate the restorative powers of a good cup of tea we normally take some of it with us to Le Mans, which should have been this weekend, but we'll be having our digital 24 hours next weekend with iRacing. And expecting a huge number of entries. by far the biggest online racing event of the year, has been for many years now. And we'll be covering the top split, the top 50, uh, in that throughout the 24 hours. Details coming next week watch the socials and radio-show.co.uk for more details. One thing I will tell you, and I, I don't think this has been embargoed, so hopefully I'm not betraying any confidences here. I'm told that because it's racing, of course you can set the time of year when you're doing the racing. And I'm told, Bruce, that next weekend will be the actual time that we have the race but the race will be taking place in the weather and lightning conditions that the real race will happen in September so it will be the September dates that are programmed into iRacing so three and a half hours more darkness running than it would be in this weekend when it when it should have happened uh, in the, the longest uh, daylight part of the year so an interesting little wrinkle to the iRacing 24 hours of Le Mans next weekend I believe that is going to be the the case and I think that's a cracking idea because it'll give us a much better idea when it's going to get dark in September No, no exa- exactly so John we saw with
0: iRacing with the uh, Monza 12 hours they did exactly the same it was supposed to be held in March even though we had the race virtually in June and yet we had the right level of light and everything but to me the one detail that's vital, so vital for the more 24 hours will be observed it's nothing to do with the racing it's the fact I'll order some Riettes and some baguette
1: to accompany me to the race that's a good idea that's a very good I, I, I have long since run out of my uh, Sathwa's Riette that I picked up in fact when I was coming back from seeing the guys at HTP Windward in the real world before what Eve is calling the big pause what big, big pause you have. Yes, why the big pause?
0: <laughs> why, yes, why the long face? Very, very close to second place at the moment, but uh, Scott Michaels, I said he was quick when he came out of the pits, he's right on the tail of Marcel Marksvitz. Marksvitz did the first in, he's in the second. I don't suppose he's tired, but he's really got to be on his toes. And I must say that, for the horse motorsport, BMW looks very, very handy indeed. In fact, both of them are running third and sixth. It's about to be second and sixth, because... I can see the big screen schnitzel alarm written in very large letters because simply with the onboard camera from Scott Michael's BMW, he was, what, about uh, half a metre away from the tail of that. And that's quite a thought at any point around the Nürburgring Nordschleife to be that close.
1: Yeah, you've got to be really confident of what's going on around you past the number 307. That's one of the new BMWs. Uh, and that is uh, running... And that is Timo Glock, actually, which I think is very funny that the real-world Timo Glock is actually in iRacing, Timo Glock 2, because somebody was, had an iRacing account with Timo Glock's name before he did. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the BS hype 307, and he is sitting in fourth best of the BMWs. That's going to put him 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, nine, 10th in SP10 in that car at the
0: moment. Well, it's a 12-car class. So unfortunately for him, that means he's towards the tail. But um, one thing I'm just picking up at the moment is the fact that Marcel Marksvich, in his second stint, is not responding as well uh, to the new set of tyres. As race leader Alexia Loma. Don't forget, I just said at the start of this, uh, this lap, there seemed to be about three seconds covering the top three drivers. So right now it's out to five and a bit because the Loma is really getting clear of Marshavitz as Marshavitz is being monstered by Scott Michaels. Nearly five seconds between first and second now, half a second between second and third, but it's looking very good for our pole man, Alexi Aloma. It's
1: Bruce Jones, I'm John Heindhoff. Just uh, again, next weekend, the iRacing 24 hours of Le Mans, expecting somewhere near 1,500 teams to enter in effectively a parallel universe. Can't get them all on the track at the same time, and neither would we want to. Uh, And that will be in the one that starts European time. There'll be another version of that that will start 12 hours before as well. And we saw some of the teams doing the DN24 run both of those. So effectively running a a 36-hour race around the Nürburgring in two separate time zones, 12 apart. But effectively, that meant that team members in the middle 12 hours of that, were competing in two different versions of the same race, which blows my mind completely. uh, At at different times of the day, 12 hours apart. So jumping out of the car in the middle of the night, you might have been jumping into the earlier starting race, whilst it was 12 hours later. And I I just can't even get my head around that, which is why we saw some of the teams doing four-hour stints around the Nürburgring Nordschleife. The top split will be the, the top 50 teams by their rating a couple of wild cards I would expect in there as well but expect to see some big real world names as well as royalty from sim racing, the sim racing world as they have to be paired together, you can't have a full team of sim races, you've got to have some real uh, racing drivers in there as well and we'll be covering that for you next Saturday and Sunday sharing the coverage with our colleagues, our very knowledgeable colleagues from TV. Oh, and there's a spin. Is that on the BMWs from the top class? Is that the BS competition car? I think it was, Bruce. Good spot.
0: Right in front of... If yes, so, it was, it's called the uh, Felipe on his debut in the championship. Of course, he knows the circuit really well from all his runs. On Bruce, it was, it was, in absolutely.
1: And he was coming... Well, now was that... I think that's just coming out of Brunchen, isn't it? Heading up the hill to the ice curve. You just need a slightly wider angle to see that. I think you are possibly right. Certainly it's an area where, well, we, I think you've oh, no. nailed it, John. Yeah, well, he, 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 but had he already had an incident, that's the question, or did he get picked up by somebody going through? It looks like there's already damage to the car. Oh, no, he reversed it. <laughs> Oops, he reversed it into the wall. Well, he's actually done pretty well there bit of a deranged rear wing which I don't think happened in that accident there but Conor de Philippe he's been racing in the IMSA iRacing Pro Series got a decent top 10 result on Thursday I seem to remember you you mentioned just a few moments ago John about how some drivers are happy
0: to almost enter two versions of the same race basically they often used to say that um, a lot of the top drivers one of the main parts of their character is being greedy greedy to make sure they get the best car the best tires but some of these drivers are just greedy because they want to get as much racing as they possibly can in fact in today's race we've got two drivers Alex serrano for the Marla racing team and uh, Richard Westbrook for Phoenix. Phoenix the Phoenix racing team in his Audi they're doing this race and the virtual Le Mans so they simply can't get enough of the racing at the moment which is great I love it
1: so second and third together again and Scott Michaels now gets the opportunity to examine every single square millimeter of the bat of the Schnitzelham racing Mercedes AMG as his teammate was earlier on in the race. So despite the pit stop and despite one of the drivers being changed over, Masovic stayed in the car. He's the man who started Scott Michaels having jumped into the Vulcan horse number 34. But the battle is exactly resumed, although it is, for the, at the moment, at least, Bruce, for second and third position, where it was for, I think, fourth and fifth before, wasn't it? Yeah, but you see, what happens is that Cronje's
0: got that walking horse 34 BMW up into second place. Don't get he also got really, really close to Alexia Loma. But right now, Michaels cannot get past Marksvich. That's allowing Alexia Loma, who came in a lap later, did a... A longer, he did a seventh lap on tyres. Must have really been a problem in this uh, high temperature day, 41 degrees track temperature at the start. But Alexia Loma, now six seconds clear. So while Michaels did really well at the start of his stint, the fact he came out behind Marcevic has cost him really big time.
1: Yeah, and that's, and, work, uh, get, that's work. That early stop was work for Marcevic. Remember, he was one of the ones who stopped at the end of, of lap, yes, at the beginning of lap five. Absolutely right. So that's worked for him. He's now what another four laps in. So he's done as much on these tyres as he did on his first set of tyres, uh, and now he's he'll be going into new territory at the end of this lap. But a bit of a headlap flash at Callenhard as he charges down the hill that the Kerman dutifully gets out of the way. I'm watching Jack Sedgwick as well, Bruce, in the 48 fourth position of that car at the moment and that's another car that stopped at the end of lap 4 remember it was Marvin Deans who started that car so they have improved their position as well by doing that early stop but what we will have to see with still an hour and 50 minutes to go so 110 minutes till the chequered flag comes out uh, we'll have to see how that strategy plays out towards the end of the race and whether some of these teams who went long have to do a little splash and go at the end.
0: Well, I think Alexia Loma and the team Getzby gets performance are in the driving seat, not just leading by five seconds or so, but the fact they did that seven-lap stint on the uh, the opening stint, seven laps, that gives them wriggle space to change their tactics right. accordingly. So they, they've done the really hard work and they're still at the front of the field. So I'd say that was a... An inspired decision for them
1: because, of course, their laps, their tyres at the end of the race will be one lap less we, used we than haven't their rivals. We haven't seen Fabian Schiller in that car, who his name was on the original entry list that I got, in fact, and the updated one on Friday. Um, and we haven't seen Fabian. I, I suspect he'll do a full stint in the middle, and then presumably Alexei will jump back in again uh, at the end, and they'll be. They'll be watching very carefully to make sure that the driving time isn't exceeded by any of their drivers. About two hours maximum out of the three by a single driver. And with Alexi having done... Well, actually, well, no, they have to make two driver changes, so... Exactly, so yeah. I think they, they um, Schiller's fine
0: I think with every, every lap eloma's Lomas, just gaining a little bit more, which again gives them tactical, um, tactical breadth, if you will the scope to try different numbers of laps Jack Sedgwick, as you mentioned, going very well, but I must say, the previous lap by Scott Michaels, just a tenth of a second down on the fastest lap of the race he's got onto the tail of Marcel Varchic but he cannot find a way past he'll be fuming on board the 34 BMW. Nothing unfair, Marshall Marshall did a fantastic job in the number 11 Schnitzel Mercedes, but this is a potential victory, first victory of the year for Walkenhorst Motorsport going away
1: from them. Tea has arrived, so that's good news. That's such a wonderful ar- aroma to brothel the tea. And I'm being spoiled by my team manager. I've got the LinkedIn Sprudel. Uh, Chocolate as well to get me through the next couple of hours.
0: I've got some chocolate from
1: Mirza Ruff. Ah, private chocolatiers. Excellent.
0: Anyhow, no more of that. I've got a banana for later in the race. It's sitting on top of a Porsche 917 on one of my, on my
1: screens. That's a hell of a big banana, mate. Or is it a small 917?
0: Alas, the latter.
1: <laughs> if only. Size model. It is, of course, the uh, big uh, big anniversary this weekend for Porsche with their first. With at Le Mans in 1970, and uh, I read a tremendous piece from Richard Atwood just remembering back to that historic victory for the red and white number 23 back in 1970s, a little before my time at Le Mans, but that doesn't mean I'm not still interested in it, when people say, before, oh I, I can't remember that, it's before my time. Yes, yes. But you well, you know what? It. Get some books and find yes, out more about exactly. them before your time. I
0: completely agree. Also, it's one of the coolest-looking cars. That Porsche Salzburg entry, oh. the red with the white pinstripes. You know, sometimes, John, you look at a colour scheme, a race livery, and you think it looks quite good. But some seem to mature as the years pass, and it made the 917 a very delicate-looking car look even more delicate. Against, of course, at that stage, it had just had its battles with the more brutal Ford GT40s. But it's a fantastic livery and I loved it when Porsche brought it back a couple of years ago
1: Yeah, it's one of those timeless ones really Bruce that just seems to me to keep on working we had the Pink Pig as well, we had the Derek Bell, white and blue car, Porsche quite eager to revisit their classic liveries and my goodness, they've got plenty to choose from haven't
0: they well well exactly exactly so and for porsche of Of course they had the flip one white with the red pin stripes as well but you see it looked like a non-works livery, which indeed it was um but but also privateers when you run a team you've got full scope you don't have to think into any corporate colors and that's why some of the best ever liveries to my eye those that were entered by the privateer teams, particularly those that had a benefactor who could underwrite all the bills. You didn't need that nasty writing all over the place. Of course, that was the sort of age back in the late 60s, early 70s, and uh, I think that's why that livery is is so much loved. What is happening? Schnitzel Arms still holding that second place, still Scott Michaels being boxed up behind, but with every lap, you'd have to say, chance of Falkenmore taking their first win this year. They've had a second, they've had a third... It's getting tougher and tougher for them. They've got to make that move into second and then
1: pull away. It's Bruce Jones, I'm John Hindhoff. And now an hour and 45 minutes are not still even at half distance. Here's how it stands. The battle for second and third is just heading on to the Nordschleife right now. And they are six seconds near enough behind Alexei Alomar, has been driving the Vodafone team get speed AMG GT3 since the start of the race he plumped the car on pole position with an impressive qualifying effort so it's Markovic for Schnitzelam the light coloured almost the Manti Grello coloured AMG isn't it for um, Scott Michaels of Horse, then six and a half seconds further back, Jack Sedgwick has used tactics and speed to take that car up to ma- the Manfilter, Team HTP, Winwood car up to fourth position, and they have done one driver change. Phoenix and Max Hoffer is in fifth position in the 44, another six and a half seconds further back, and then the same distance back to Team BMW Bank, the 107. And it's spoken behind the wheel of that car. Ben Tuck has taken over the number 35 Valkenholz BMW. In seventh position, Merkel Portolotti introduced into the action. For E-Team WRT, the 88 car is in eighth. Marvin Otterback is in ninth. And rounding off the top ten, the HR BMW Team Green Hell BMW. That is... Jens Klingmann in the tenth position in the 1-1-2 Porsche Cup. Simon Grossman now leads for Sim R C Cup two from Asher Racing's Martin Girak. that's 276 from 227, and all of a sudden there's 11 seconds between those two cars. Black with another six and a half seconds further back in third. That's the Porsche GT Cup category. That's the effectively the uh, Porsche uh, Carrera Cup cars. We've got a new class this week, which is SP10 GT4. That's combining the Porsche 718 GT4 Club Sports and the BMW GT4s, the M4s. That's a brand new car for iRacing. And the top four positions are held by Porsches. Sindri Setsas back to the front after his pit stop with Core Sim Racing. He took over the 303 at the stop and is around about 11 and a half seconds ahead of Sasha Berger for Zorg Sport, who's got four seconds at Sim RCs. Marcel Festbender, that's 3.03, 3.33 and 3.76. Then Team RSO, led for a little while, but they did also pit stop at 3.97. But they've got around about six seconds on the first of the BMWs, the 3.01 from Team Hosingfeld. Then Adhop Game, is only another two seconds further back, Fabio Gross in the 3.69, Basto Salman for AVA, SimSport in fifth, that's another Porsche, and Michael Schmidt for four motors in sixth. Timo Glock next up in seventh for B.S. Hype, so he's moved up uh, uh, three places since we last saw Timo. And finally, last but by no means least, SP3T, that's TCR to you and I. Marcel T for Team Heisingfeld leads uh, in the 4.04 from Haji Kavinci. For Corsim Racing, how many times have we seen those two teams battling it out? T3, Oliver Ackerman, not too far back, another six and a half seconds. He's only got three tenths on Lars Ball, the 485 full cent racing team. And the top six is made up by Nicola Schneider, Zorg Red Sporks, and DOT's XE Esports, Fredo Kuman in the 486. That's how it stands with Alexei Uh, Aloma still leading at the front of the field for that bright red Vodafone team get speed AMG GT3. Six and a half seconds. Bruce Jones in the sunshine as he heads out to the bottom of the run up the hill to the Caracciola carousel.
0: As you say, John, six, six and a half, six and three quarter seconds. It's a really good second stint for Alexi Aloma. Don't forget, let's just go over the, the... He's coming towards... He's halfway around his 10th lap. This car, the race-eating get-speed Mercedes, was the last of the front-runners. A handful of them stayed out for seven laps on their first stint. Some did four, some did five, some did six. That is a massive sway. But, of course, those that went short to start with, they're going to have to do longer second, third and fourth stints if they want to split it that way. Those that have the option to take shorter final stints those that stayed out longer. Stay with me on this one, but for Alexia Loma, this is a dream run. He's now, as you say, just uh, need to get it between six and seven seconds clear. He's not being troubled from behind. And um, they've got the scope to decide when they want to make those final pit stops. Those who pitted early, their scope is far more limited. It must be said, the, the longer run at the front, six or seven laps was definitely the right way to go, as far as I can understand at this point of the race from that first stint, I don't think those that stop laps are going to be able to shout. but then again, I like to it it's
1: Bruce Jones saw Sport Sasha Berger trying to close down the white tangerine of Sindra Sessas he's got the Another one of the Asher Racing livery cars in behind him. That's Marcel Fassbender. That yellow, very distinctive yellow front end and then the darker three-quarter <laughs> quarters, if you will, the black rear end of that car. Just 2.8 seconds between them. Off the ground on the far side of the circuit, one of the two or three places that you get airborne just as you're in the run up towards... The Brunchen area, so sort of Viperman sort of area. Now through Brunchen. As soon as I get to Brunchen round the circus, whenever I'm driving, I kinda of think to myself, right, okay, yeah. More than halfway around now. You don't
0: relax though, John. No, you can't. You can't press. You can't even relax i sort of dotting along dotting a her because someone's normally gonna be around you.
1: But Well and also you've got to steal yourself for that ridiculously quick entry into the end of the, the lap through, you know, Tiergarten and the last chicane. It's absolutely... I mean, that is take a deep breath and you probably... So, so as you go through underneath Bilstein, which is... I mean, it's a corner, but it's barely a corner. You, you'd want to turn the wheel as little as possible there and you just... Almost look through the corner and let the car follow you with as little hand movement as possible. But sort of as you go on the downhill section there, you take a deep breath and you probably don't exhale till you're back on the Grand Prix circuit. Because that next little three, four corner section is so fast and you have to be inch perfect because there's literally no runoff there. You almost, in fact, you do aim at the end of the arm core on the left-hand side in the middle of that final chicane and just work out that if you're going fast enough, you'll actually miss it. And that's basically what you're aiming at. It's, a, it's an extraordinary end to the track. So you're right, you absolutely cannot let your concentration wander for a moment and think, hmm, oh, is, it, is this my sixth lap or my seventh? Oh, I've hit the wall. Yeah, I mean, it's extraordinary that, for the,
0: you know, the Nürburgring Nordschleife revered around the world, 70-plus corners. The fact that for some drivers, and you've just absolutely encapsulated that, the first 23 kilometres, they're thinking about the final sequence of corners. They're going through the previous 68 and three-quarter turns and then thinking about that Brems Curve-Tiergarten combination and, more importantly, the barrier that literally looks though it's side-on across the track as you come over the brow. Which is the entrance, to the final corner. It's uh, <laughs> it's bad enough for your own, on your own, but in a, in a group of cars, and we've seen it, have we not? A couple of rounds ago, the first two cars colliding yes. in the final corner on the final lap. So it's always a factor.
1: Now sure
0: really flying. But Alexia Loma doing just a well. He's just banged in an eight minute two point two, just a, a fraction of a second, about a tenth of a second off the fastest lap of the race. So his tyres are working well for him. He's Again, just under seven seconds clear, but uh, certainly looking settled, and they'll be so pleased they did that seven-lap opening stint. It gives them all the scope I think they require for victory.
1: Timo Glock has Stefan Ebert right in his wheel tracks at the part of the track we were talking about. Look how late Glock is on the brakes there. You see the brake lights flash on from the leading BMW M4 GT4 of that pair, he was well into that final chicane. So you go through the left hand part, you're climbing up so that the hill does help you. So you go through the left hand part, you're still hard on the throttle, it's really hard to do that. And just as you're coming to the apex of the right hand, you sort of get on the brakes, you can't jump on the brakes, you've got to build up the pressure. And then push it a little bit harder, and then a little bit harder, and then you're down through the gearbox for the rest of the corner. It's an ex- it is really, really difficult corner. To Now, um, you can drive it slowly, very easily, Bruce. But if you're going, not going to lose time or even make up a bit of time there, it's super committed, isn't it? Just depends. Just just depends who owns the car, John. Really. <laughs>
0: How much you like them?
1: Yeah, who's got dibs? Who's got dibs on the on the payment plan for any uh, for any? who's paying for the china, as we used to say when we were playing cricket uh, in uh, our younger days and somebody put it over someone's fence. Does it pay for your own china? <laughs> the greenhouse. Yeah, greenhouse on the, on the shed window.
0: Who is making moves. Very impressive couple of laps from Niels Koch. He's still down in sixth place overall for BM- Team BMW Bank, he's cussing into the. He's halved the advantage that Max Hoffer has in the Phoenix Racing Audi in fifth, but uh, it's just who's got tyres that are sweet. In fact, that was the fastest lap of the race last time around. No, second fastest, sorry, I beg your pardon, that still stays with Christian Cronius. Eight minutes, 2.002 seconds is the fastest. Think about that. Eight minutes flat, effectively around uh, 24.30. One five
1: kilometres, and they're not straight kilometres are they John? No, not at all, not at all Good to see some of the other competitors around the circuit in these very accurately modelled different categories of cars at the front, Alexei Aloma. I could have put this on a hotkey, couldn't I? Just could have recorded this earlier Alexei Aloma for Vodafone, team get speed, still leading and that lead Bruce just starting to ease out a little bit now Marcel Markovic and Scott Michaels, less than a second behind them, but now eight seconds behind the bright red Vodafone car.
0: Yeah, the other thing that's uh, worth pointing out is that Scott Michaels, after all his attempts to get past Markovic, is nearly a second down. So Markovic can relax a bit, but the previous lap, we're just talking about it, I mean, it's 2.2 uh, for Alexia Loma. That's why he was able to stretch that advantage uh, by one and a half seconds, and that's pretty good at this stage in the race. Some of the teams will be thinking about making their second round of pit stops. We've got ten laps on the board. Some stopped at the end of lap four. So those that want to do sixes, and most of the teams will be doing six accidents, will need to start coming in this time around. Just trying to see if anybody of the top runners has been in the pits for another visit. Well, certainly poor old Rene Rath. They've done three pit visits, but I think they actually started from the pits. could be wrong. One, three, three. No, I'm not sure about that, actually. Look back at my notes, they probably started at the tail of the pack. But anyhow, good to have Rene competing in the top class.
1: Yeah, just over eight seconds then. Still Jack Sedgwick putting in decent times as well in fourth position. Keep an eye on that man, filter team, HTP, windward car in fourth. As uh, he was one of the early stoppers, took up from Marvin Deanst at the end of the fourth lap to the end of lap number 11 now so that we'll start to see Bruce shortly how the tactics are going to play out from some of those early stoppers and whether they're going to do six lap stints to bring the cars home from here uh, or whether they're going to try and stretch it to seven laps and those four lap stints will take them to the 23, 24, even if we were to go to 24 laps, that would work out with seven-lap stints from here.
0: Yeah, we've already actually started to have some runners make that second uh, round of pit stops. I just mentioned it, uh, those that have done so. Michael Buzuk is now in the Adrenaline Motorsport BMW. Sir sure, and Goloji, uh the Ring Fitzia Sim Racing entry as well. They've made their second pit stops. They probably did, with well, the group that did four laps on the opening stint, they might have stretched it to six or seven for the second, uh, they're now down outside the top 10, still waiting for a show of hands from Alexia Loma and get speed racing for eight seconds to the good. That's such a nice cushion for them to use. But they've already sort of effectively rolled the dice by doing that seven-lap opening stint. That's just a space.
1: I do like this change of, or, or this variety of tactics, in the same as we've got a variety of manufacturers at the front. Merkel bought a lotti sitting in 8th position in the 88 for E-Team WRT, running their real-world colours as well. He's got about 10 seconds behind him and about 12 seconds in front of him, so he's in isolation in terms of his class position at the moment, but you never really have a clear lap, seldom have a clear lap, other than the first lap here at the Nürburgring Nordschleifer. The advantage in sim racing, of course, that we have is there are only 50 cars out there, not 170, as we probably... 150 to 170 I think the upper limit now even for the N24 has been uh, capped at 170 first year I was there in 2007 uh, which was this weekend in 2007 interestingly enough Um, we started 229 cars it sticks in my memory exactly it was the weekend uh, after Le Mans and uh, it, was, sorry, it was the weekend before Le Mans, and it was 229 cars. And I remember it was this, this weekend because it was my first wedding anniversary, having I mean, been married in the week of Le Mans the previous year in 2006. 14 very happy years celebrated this week, and believe it or not, the first time that we have celebrated, been able to celebrate our wedding anniversary. In our own house first time we've been at all
0: well everyone wants a sort of summer wedding but we do forget that motor racing tends to happen in the months where the sun shines perhaps you could always have it in your own house if you did it in the end of November but we don't think like that do we yes looking to see who's making the moves the Marla racing team 13th place overall That's will impressive. rise when the pit stops come to be yeah. don't forget they're the championship leaders they started it at the tail of the pack It may well come on strong. Alex Arana, who's racing here, he's also doing the virtual uh, Le Mans this weekend. He's got a lot to do, but he's been putting in some decent laps, but uh, it really is, uh, how should we say, recovering from a, a disappointment. Start at the back, you can't just drive to the front, however good you are. And Alex, part of this weekend... Uh, by Sammy Matty-Trogan. So he's got probably one of the other quickest drivers in the field yet. It just goes to show you've got to pick your way up through the field and that's not easy on the Nordschleifer at all. And in GT3, they started 21st out of, I think, the 21 starters. And uh, though they're trying to fight back, it's, it's a really, really tricky one for them. Saw so race still. Sorry, go ahead. I was about to say race leader into the pits. That was Alexia Loma. Of course, he'll have to hand the car over to Fabian Schiller, but it's still Alexi's name on the screen at the moment. But now Jack Sedgwick leading the race for Team HTP Filters.
1: Yeah, that's a good run by these guys. They've used the uh, they've used the pit stops very well indeed. So Sedgwick. Leading at the moment, so was that a stop there by the Vorderform car? Yep. Good. Okay. Sorry, took my eyes off. Well, just,
0: no, just, no, so did I. I was uh, I was checking something else, scrolling down. So the second stop has been made. So they did seven laps and then four. Okay, so they've got their
1: short stint in, and now they can control it to the end of the race. Now, so that would suggest to me that the so this four-lap stint that we saw, we've seen it now in two different places tactically from the teams, with some of the teams doing these four-lap stints, the short stint, as Bruce was describing it earlier on, uh, would, was done at the start. We've seen sometimes teams do a two-lap stint at the start. Uh, certainly, Augustin Canapino and uh, Alex Arana uh, did that for a couple of races in the Audi, didn't they? And they made Sometimes that they for had
0: damage, though, John. Yes, sometimes that's true. Damaged. Remember that Canapino was leading, I think, about round three, and he was taken out halfway around the opening lap. The rest of the pack came through. The car was clattering off the barriers. And so they had to serve the time in the pits to get that damage sorted. Some of the other damage that drivers have picked up over the course of this series in the individual races, they think it's all right. I can run my normal stint. It may be strain the car slightly, but I'm not going to come in for an extra
1: pit stop or a very early pit stop and and ruin our tactics. I have news. I have news from GetSpeed. And thank you for tweeting at RSL. Underscore studio. My entry list earlier on had, um, in the week, had Fabian Schiller involved. Now, Fabian's not been able to join us this weekend. Uh, and because of the fact that there is no pro real world driver and get speed, they're doing a lone wolf race with Alexi. So, Alexi's going to do the full um, three hours, which is allowed, but they have to drive, serve a drive through. They knew the rule. Uh, and we just have had a chance to fulfil it, say, get speed. So they've come in and driven through. So that wasn't a pit stop in the fullest sense of the words, Bruce. Sadly, this in all of our drivers aren't available this weekend. Let's see how this works out t- towards the end. So, yes, that was a four-lap stint, but it will become a whatever it is to the next stop because there would have been no, no service allowed there ...for the Get Speed team. So that's an extra trip down the pit lane with no service... ...because of the fact that uh, Alexei Aloma is doing the race on his own. And that is ex- one of those supplementary regulations that we were talking about. They knew that, they've, uh, they've uh, advised the organisers of that... ...so Alexei will be doing the race to the end. So he's got to keep his concentration up. No main feet there. And he has dropped track position... Without having, to have, without having the advantage of putting a new set of tyres and filling up. So that's their drive through now completed. They could now resume, Bruce, their pit-stop strategy for tyres and fuel. Well, congratulations
0: there for Vodafone, Vodafone team GetSpeed because uh, just as I was saying that, I started thinking, well, that was a very short pit-stop. It was a drive-thru. I was thinking, how has he managed to emerge in second place? Great answers, and again, it shows us the twists on the rules and the way you can uh, play this. Another driver who seems to be down for Singleton entry is uh, on my This is Racey and Marvin Otterback. He's yep. fifth place overall. Have yet to get a second driver. This him. Another one who looks like he's driving on his own with Dirk Muller. But Adam Christadulu is showing that black Falcon Mercedes. Adam, I think, is on board at the moment, but somewhere down the order. Yes, and he's down in 15th place in class overall but uh, I'll keep an eye and see if anybody else gets into the 87 Audi for race union but right now Marvin Otterbach uh, doing a decent job there but uh, at least now we have explanation of how Eloma's served the two pit stops but yet
1: is in second place yeah exactly so exactly so busy weekend we're calling it our best of both worlds Saturday and Sunday here with the DNLS uh, looking at surely the most challenging circuit whether in virtual or real world and the top drivers competing in round 6 of the DNLs Power by VCO this is the H&R 3 hour race as part of the championship which runs through till October this year in the virtual world the man filter car leading at the moment jack sedgwick a little bit of damage on the front right hand side of that we've got uh, full metal or perhaps full carbon racing coming your way as well this weekend it's already got underway at Portimao you can catch up with it at the end of this event via our player and then join us for live coverage into the evening hours and the darkness at Portimao at seven o'clock UK tonight. You talk there of the damage on the front of Jack
0: Sedwick's number 48 Mercedes don't forget he had that really fearsome battle in the opening laps, really close with a schnitzelarm car when Marcel Marcevic was in front of him, and we also thought that Marcevic had hit the back of the 34 BMW, the walking horse car that had Christian Cronius on board, it got very, very close, third back to seventh place, Cronius worked his way forward, nearly challenged, but he did challenge, he got half a second off Alexia Loma, Uh, but right now the 34 BMW is in one, two, three, sixth position overall. Good early laps from Scott Michaels, but uh, he's backed off a little bit. In fact, he's just served a second pit stop, as he also had a drive-through penalty. I'm trying to work out the times. Yes, on the time, he could have done a second uh, regular pit stop. For horse BMW. Keep an eye out for that car number 34. But leading the way, it's 48. It's Mercedes.
1: Smart so a it's lot. Checked. Sorry, go ahead. Go. Go. No, no, yours. Uh, it's Merkle bought a lot, he lost his rear screen. On that uh, Audi. It's from the Helicamp shot. The 88 mm. Audi from WRT. Let's,
0: Let's take a look. Have, well, I'll have a look at that next anybody. time. Yeah. Well he's not near anybody, he's not fighting with anybody. That could have led to it's five seconds down on Niels Koch in fourth place. Now Iloma back in the pitch. Cedric in the pitch as well. First and second in pretty much together.
1: Right, well that then, in terms of stints works very nicely for the man Manfilter car it was a four lap stint at the beginning for Marvin Dean, Sedgwick's just done seven and is he getting out of that car or will Jack do another stint in that machine remember Marvin or another, there's only two drivers against that one isn't there, yes there is there yeah, did Marvin do four or five on his opening stint? I think he might have done a five.
0: Standby. Yes, he did do a five, yes. You absolutely five. right. And then, yeah, because the ones who did four aren't really featuring at the moment. So he did a five, then a seven, because he got 12 laps on the table. There we have it.
1: Yeah. And Marvin will have to get back in that car at some stage to fulfil the two driver changes. And that's part of the regulations as well. No driver could do more than two hours of the three and you must have two driver changes so you can't just have one driver do two hours straight through and then the other driver do the last hour, the getspe car in the pits as well, now that was a proper pit stop because that car took tyres so, he also seems to become, he's out ahead of the man HTP car yeah, that's crucial well. came in behind, out ahead and that will be down to putting, presumably putting a little less fuel in. Because remember, he only stopped, uh, for fu- Alexi only stopped for fuel at the end of lap seven. So he would have put a little less fuel in. The tyre stop is a wash because it takes exactly the same time. In the simulation here, it's assumed that all of the tyre changes are equally talented. And all cars get the same time for four tyres. And everyone must take four tyres. The fuel... And this isn't always the case at the Nürburgring. The fuel flows at the same rate, so the only difference would be how much fuel has gone into that car. Because it's uh, normally just a pistol grip petrol station type pump. And they are closely monitored. That is the reason that in the real world we have timed pit stops to help mitigate the fact that some pumps which, by the way, one pump serves two garages, can have up to eight cars in two garages, in each garages, rather. Uh, Not all pumps are equal, so that's why you have a minimum pit stop time, and you see quite leisurely pit stops in the Nürburgring 24 and the NLS, the Nürburgring Langsträcken series. It's just to even that out a little bit. I have to say, in the Creventic series, their fueling is done uh, off-site. Uh, which I think is going to be how out of pit lane, rather. I, I think is going to be partially how they do the NLS when it returns, Bruce. Because I, I saw a pit stop, a pit lane map that was rather interesting. You drive down the pit lane, through a garage, and then into the paddock, and you service at your your awning effectively.
0: Yes, effectively, there's a fast lane and there's a service lane and you do a big, big loop around the paddock, then you come back out again through the neighbouring pit garage, back into the pit lane and proceed. It's a a lovely map, very colourful and uh, very clever indeed. So the teams will keep their transporters and their awnings out the back and uh, work from there. So, again, it shows people having to think on their feet, trying to get us racing again. Yeah, good. The fact of the matter, June the 27th, exactly what we want. Engines fired up this weekend for the first time at Portimao, The first action, I think, effectively since... proper since the racing action since Daytona, back in January. And uh, the green shoots are there, and I can't wait to have the full field of uh, monsters coming out to play here. But I think a really, really uh, cleverly
1: thought through arrangement.
0: I like again, it. Again, some circuits, they don't have a big enough paddock to do that. No, they exactly. During, sit on a nice patch. Yeah. Can really do that in Imola?
1: Well, uh, Imola's the next race for for, um, for Krevennik, and that's in a couple of weeks' time. it's in mid July. Uh, and I'm, I'm waiting to. Sorry, no, that's Monza. Monza is mid July um, for Krevennik in the real world. Rather splendidly going back to Italy which suffered so badly at the start of this terrible crisis with Covid-19 talk of uh, Mugello getting a Grand Prix, a Formula 1 event as well uh, which I thought was mere romanticism but hearing more and more from a number of sources stay tuned to Midweek Motorsport on Wednesday night as we get more on that but uh, hearing more and more that that is looking likely uh, easy to control, one road in, one road out closed doors event of course And many, uh, many circuits all around Europe making sure that their Grade 1, Formula 1 race license is signed off by the FIA. Portimao made sure they upgraded from the Formula 1 test circuit. Uh, Imola, as Bruce was mentioning there, they've renewed their Formula 1 Grade 1 license with the FIA for another two years to give them the opportunity... Sadly, I don't think we'll ever see Nürburgring-Nordschleifer again. And probably just as well. Somebody was mentioning Le Mans and the Bugatti circuit, whether that could be upgraded and whether we could do a double-header in September. Um, They'd have to, F1 cars would have to cut around an awful lot of parked-up trucks and marshals vehicles in that. We've still got an hour and 16 minutes to go on the Nürburgring-Nordschleifer, round six of the DNLS. Formula 1 at uh, Michelle O'Bruce I'd, I'd pay money to see that obviously they wouldn't be allowed to but I'd, I'd certainly be looking forward to that
0: Oh, there are a whole host of tracks, John. I just tried to chip in there saying I wouldn't mind seeing them at Clermont ferrand oh. I joke, but of course the magnificent circuits of old, that one in the in the volcano down in the middle of France, in the Massif central still gets my vote. I still absolutely love it. But actually...
1: I drove the old road circuit. Geez, it was out of date. Yeah, well, I drove the old road circuit there on the way back uh, from Barcelona uh, 24 hours a few years ago. We had a look at, the, at what remains of and it's still there I mean the, the circuit itself is still there the permanent circuit is there but we drove the old road circuit it was me and Bradley so you, you know you know what Joe's like for his, his history we did a bit of research tracked the roads drove it around went to Dijon on the way down we'd been to the Nürburgring oh. already so we did well, Dijon I tell, I tell Montjuic what, as well
0: I, I tell you what what they wouldn't have had when like, so Chris Amon and Jack Stewart were duking it out in Formula One down there was what I saw. You go through the first corner of that tight left, you start going up the hill, then you've got the long, arcing right-hander at the crest. They wouldn't have had a, a Citroën 2CV. I spotted him out the right hand of my eye going straight into the middle of the corner. There was a gate that was open. He drove across it. Had I embraced full attack into that corner, there would have been Armageddon, because, of course, it's an open circuit. But, hey, it added to the mix. But I guess they didn't have to have that sort of thing. In the paddock, of course, was just um, gravel back in those days. Famous shots, there's uh, transporters, the early Formula 1 transporters, sitting, and then the, the cars often just put on little set-up wheels rather than wrecking their tyres on that sharp, volcanic stone. Um, underfoot, under wheel. but uh, still a romantic place. But I don't think coming back to Formula 1 any time soon.
1: Sights and sounds of the Nürburgring-Nordschleife for round six of the DNLS. Here's how it stands. Team BMW Bank are leading after the latest round of pit stops. The 107 cars in the hands of Niels Koch, with Merkel-Bortolotti nearly 30 seconds behind in second for the Audi of E-Team WRT. That's number 88, but it's all mixed up at the moment because the strategies, it looks like somebody has just basically decided to roll the dice at the moment with the the strategies as it stands. And in fact, even as we're looking on the screen, that is uh, not what I've just given you. As the timing screen is updating itself as we go through. So I've got BMW Bank ahead of team WRT, then Valkenhorst, then Schnitzelam, then Vodafone, then Manfilter. Then Phoenix, Falcon Horse, Adrenaline, and Swiss Low- Union for the top 10. Yeah, those top two Cox and Bortolotti.
0: Cox just banged in the fastest lap of the race, almost eight minutes flat. But both Cox and Bortolotti for Team BMW Bank, and WRT1, they owe us a pit stop. They only have one lap, a pit stop against their name. Who's flying at the moment? Alexia Loma. Remember that name? Yes, he started the race. He's doing the whole race. If you're just joining us, uh, the team. Get speed performance. Uh, serve, had to serve a drive-through penalty because, unfortunately, Fabian Schiller, who was uh, pencilled in uh, to be part of the partnership, not here. So all three hours being done by Alexia Loma. He's down in fifth at the moment, but that once those uh, pit stops are shuffled through, and bear in mind he's had three visits so far with that drive-through penalty, he should be back towards the sharp end, but maybe not just immediately. I think we could have the 34 horse BMW uh,
1: listed as the race leader. Best of both worlds on RSL and our network of audio and video channels. Great digital racing on the most challenging circuit in the world in the Nürburgring Langsträcken series. Now with this the sixth round of the championship powered by VCO. What a great job they've done organising this and putting the regs together to ensure that we have real world and sim races together. Really great idea. Been picked up by a lot of other events and championships as well. It is undoubtedly the way to go. Remember, sim racing's been happening for a very, very long time and has an established community like the guys at race.tv who are providing us with the coverage and who we've been working with with, uh, on a number of other events as well, like the guys from iRacing, Drew Adamson, Cisco and the guys in Boston, Massachusetts, who we've been working with on the IMSA side of things as well. Well that hasn't sprung up overnight, it hasn't sprung up in the last three months when we've had no real world full metal racing as Bruce Jones has termed that, termed that phrase, now that's been going for years, over a decade at the very highest level and it's good to see some of the big names being recognised now with BMW using the likes of Alexander Voss and Lauren Heinrich to tutor and mentor their real-world stars, Katzberg, Spengler, have all benefited from help from those guys. We had Maxi Beneke, 10k Beneke racing in the digital 24 hours. Oh, a bit of side-by-side action there. great Sport, the Avia car sort of muscling its way through, heading up the hill that insanely quick part of the circuits through Klostertal and heading up towards the Stijlstreke. The bottom of the hill for the Caracciola carousel. So full, full full-blown, top-quality digital racing now and then over the rest of the weekend, the 24 hours of Portimao with the Kreventnik series underway now John, uh, Johnny and Nick looking after the early parts of that, at the moment you can catch up on that with our video and audio players at the end of this race and then join us live from 7 o'clock tonight on RS1 and RS3 plus Sound and Vision as well BMW, Timo Glock into the pit lane Timo driving one of the brand new BMW Z uh, excuse me BMW M4s that was the BS hype car coming in uh, fourth best of the BMWs at the moment but they are running in a class with the Porsche Caymans uh, the best of them is Fabio Gros in fifth position in that SP10 GT4 class good to see a bit of variety in the GT4 category uh, and you know well done you've got to say well done to iRacing for continuing to improve and putting out another another update recently yeah no it's fantastic and it goes to just show that the evolution is so so
0: super quick and uh, for bmw obviously, i have just sung their praises pretty much every weekend for the way they handle their uh, the sim racing they've really taken to it uh, 2020 another streak to their bow not yet on the pace those uh 718 Caymans that are holding down the top four positions. But I must say, Fabio Gross has been putting in some very, very decent bats. As I say that, his previous one wasn't very good. But uh, certainly the class of the M4 uh, field, 13 seconds ahead of Andrej Rajkovic for Team Hoisingfeld. And have you noticed, John, how a lot of the teams in, the, in this uh, event have teams in uh, the various different classes? So it just shows that they're, they're providing plenty of scope
1: uh, for their customers, if you will. Exactly so. Do you know what? I, I, I know I'm kind of getting used to seeing it again now, but I still sometimes forget what a lovely, what a classically proportioned car the Z4 was with that long bonnet. You still have that sort of classic Grand Tourer design in the AMG GT3s and GT4s, but you, you, it's easy to forget that the, the BMW Z4 had that, that same set of
0: proportions, Bruce. No, no, entirely, John, but also one thing I've noticed through the course of the digital NLS is the fact that uh, you, you often think, how come the Mercedes always seem to have a bonnet that's slightly knocked up, and if you have frontal contact in an Audi, the R8 LMS. It seems to stay together a bit, but the Mercedes again—you can see part of it knocked up—and the BMWs again, a long snout, not quite as long as it is on the AMG Mercedes. You can see their frontal damage much more, and I guess that is incredibly realistic. You have the longer bonnet; it's got more scope to be knocked out of true. It's maybe not quite as, uh, I, I suppose, it's sort of strength in, in a straight-line impact. It's small things, but you think about Adam Dottingerhofer coming back giving drag where you don't want it and you know what in this in this gaming with VCO that will be super accurate in terms of the aerodynamic so keep bought the other cars yeah I love the proportions of the Z4 which was a car we'd stopped all the success real world winning Spa 24 hours Nürburgring 24 hours great
1: time. just uh, Looking down through the timing screen at the moment. And by the way, if you are following along on... Oh, speed, Right in front of the leader. The erstwhile leader, should I say. Alexei, along by the pole man, just coming out of... Uh, just coming out of the Schwalbenschwanz towards the end of the lap. And just riding that outside kerb a tiny bit too much. And a real heart stopping moment for the now fifth place former pole sitting and leading car alexei aloma remember he's driving on his own so he's had to do an extra pit stop with no service to drive through effectively he's well, got marcel markovic in his sights now bruce yeah and the race leader the race
0: leader is scott michael's in third place because we've just had the top two cars, Team BMW Bank and WRT Audi coming in. They are only now making their second pit stops. They've done two batches of seven laps. Bear that in mind. That could bring them in strong in the latter stage of the race. So one, two, and three will be four well. BMW, 11 Mercedes, and the man on the charge, the Vodafone Mercedes, that could so easily have be been taken out with that spinning car, John. Well, uh,
1: Kenneth Gilbranson is back in the e Team WRT car, but that car hasn't moved yet, it's off to drivers right here, so Kenneth will rejoin, Kai Schubert for Team BMW Bank and out, Scott Michaels goes across the line, Markovic goes across the line, Aloma goes across the line, and the two cars are still in the pit lane, we've got enough data now to make a prediction Bruce, of 22 laps, so 8 laps to go from here, now, I have a suspicion that we're on the cusp of 22 or 23 here, so another seven-lap stint is not going to be enough for those guys who have just stopped. That will not be their last stop. But then again, Scott Michaels, Markovic, uh, and the third-place car, they can't get to the end either from here. So everybody, I reckon, has a stop to make in that in that top that, that top tranche of runners. It's great. There's the opening rounds of this championship,
0: John, we had pretty much a, a standard format, seven laps, seven laps, etc., etc. But this time around, we had people after four laps coming in, five, six, and seven. How can you have that much scope? I think what we're looking at is a really strong run from Walker Moores, but my money is still on the Vodafone Get Speed Mercedes. Uh, runner. Top four cars, covered by just over four seconds, but Aloma is the one who's likely to make moves. In fact, he's a second a bit quicker than his rivals last time around, so you could say that Scott Michaels and Marcel Marschowicz are on borrowed time. Marschowicz has done all the running so far, and he's listed as having two teammates, New Face, Eve Volta, and Michael Gr- Grottingen, who we have seen before, who's a journalist, actually, a very successful racing journalist in the sim world. But, uh, you'd have to say that... Uh, Alexia Loma, we know what he can do. He's shown it in the first two hours of this race, and he's only four and a bit seconds off the race lead. He's sitting very pretty, John.
1: Well, I still can't work out who's actually got the advantage here. I suppose you'd say whoever makes the shortest laps pit stop, you know, that we've seen, haven't we, just how much difference, Bruce, it can make depending on how much fuel you have to put into the car because that is an absolute everybody if you put fuel in the car has got to put tyres on whether you've got a four lap stint or a one lap stint you're still going to have to spend 28 seconds or so putting tyres on your pit lane delta the transit time down the pit lane doesn't change depending on how much work you do what you've got to be careful of is that you um, don't by accident put too much fuel in and that you can You do have um, control over You don't have to put a full tank in uh, every time. Whilst the tyres are going on, you get a little bit of damage repair done automatically. But again, make sure that you haven't got fix-all damage on it, otherwise you could be sitting there for minutes.
0: Talking of damage again,
1: John, just looking at the nose of Jack Sedgwick's HTP
0: Mercedes. You can see that. Bonnet on the yellow Mercedes, just jacked up a little bit. Only a small amount. We've seen far worse in previous events. That might not be enough to trouble him, but it could be a little factor on that long, long run uh, from dussinger Her up that lengthy straight, the one real straight on the circuit here. He's trying his best to catch Kai Shubo's who's just come out for the team BMW bank car. This is a car that's running different tactics to the others. And a shorter first stint is going to have to do the longer... Latter stints. but here we are. We have just uh, just over one hour remaining in this race. It's closing up, but let's see. Top cars coming by. Well, nothing. Three and three quarter seconds. So it is closing. But the important thing, I think, is Alexia Loma getting closer and closer
1: to the lead of the race, all over again. If you look at effectively how much time you lose by pity, it's between, depending on how much fuel you put in, because again, you can't stop and Put fuel in without putting four tyres on, that's the regs. It's somewhere between 38 to a minute, 38 seconds to a minute, depending on how much fuel you put in there. Probably a little bit more, 40 seconds to a minute. If you go a minute from the leader, that takes you down to ninth position. So, in, in terms of a pit stop gap, now obviously. You're not going to get a full pit stop gap because I don't think anybody can go to the end. I'm just having a quick look at the strategy at the moment. Anybody you who stops... They've all served two pit oh. stops, John. They can't, can't go to the end. No, exactly. You'd have to do 777. No, seven, seven, you'd have to do 778, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd have to do two sevens and an eight. Um, and,
0: John, also on top of that, was Alexia Loba one of only three of the top runners that did a seven
1: lap opening stint? Yeah, correct. Bill Branson, I think, did a, a seven as well, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he, he was running. He was promoted to second place
0: and um, had been second in the very early laps of the race. Fell back to about fifth or sixth, up to second. But where's his car? down in eighth place at the moment, 53 seconds off the lead. But Jack Sedwick is just in fifth moments ago we had ten and a bit seconds
1: covering the top five so it's good yeah I like it Sammy matty Trogan was another one who did he started from the pit lane of course he did a a seven lap stint Alex Aranas Alex Arana excuse me did a short stint did one of those two lap stints that we've seen them do before then he did five and now Sammy Matty's back in the car I've got a feeling they should have done one more lap before Sammy got into the car Then they would have done their last pit stop but I think they're going to be a lap short here Uh, also just done a pit stop with adrenaline and they've done their two driver changes Gilbranson and Bertolotti yes Gilbranson's back in that car so they've done their two driver changes Uh, Team BMW Bank has got Kai Koshuba behind that so they've had three drivers so that's two driver changes perfect Spengler uh, Niels Koch and now uh, Kai Kesheba, so they're okay there. Scott Michaels is in, so they needed to change drivers before the end of the race. So Scott has done here. What did he do? Did he do a six or a five lapper? I reckon, and he's, he's now. He's on his second stint. Yeah, he's on his second stint, so he needs to swap out and get somebody else in to the end of that race now what they could do if they're clever Bruce is go maybe one or two more laps with Scott and then make their last pit stop and do a six or a seven to get to the end of the race still predicting here oh oh the cusp has gone the other way and the teams will know this they use strategy software as we do here in the Global Broadcast Centre now predicting with 57 minutes to go 21 lap race 21 swung the other way. It okay. swung the other way. 21. Well, right, oh, that that that
0: really really is interesting, and I must say, forget speed performance with that long seven seven lap opening stint means their latter stints can be shorter than their rivals, which is good news for them. Uh, just wanted to check whether another team is running just the one driver. It appears the race union Audi team down in ninth place have nobody else but Marvin Otterback. so he's going to have to do a driving penalty. At some point. It's already been served for the similar offence, if you will, for Alexia Loma but this car's rather better placed. That's in third place, having served that drive through Top three, covered by 2.2 seconds over the start-finish line, it's Scott Michaels and in the same shot, the bright yellowy-green schnitzel arm Mercedes, Marcel Marcevic and Alexia Loma. Almost impossible to see the get speed performance. Mercedes under his rear wing, so it's BMW Leading the way from a pair of Mercedes. 2.1 seconds now, first
1: through to third place. Cracking, cracking stuff. And uh, this is where it, you know, it, it, it is unravelling now. It's like when you watch a 4x400 uh, four metre relay and everybody starts in their lanes with a stagger. Uh, and I always remember David Coleman, that, the, the brilliant athletics and football commentator. You know, at the halfway around the second lap, the stagger starts to unwind and you start to see things and then they break for the last couple of laps and they're all on the inside well what we're in now we're seeing the tactics unwind Bruce as we now get to where Almost everybody has another stop, but this how close it is. It's gone back up to 22 laps again at the moment, so this is all going to be about the pace at the front of the field. I thought we were on the cusp between 22 and 23. It appears we're on the cusp between 22 and 21 lap race. That would make it one of the shorter races that we've seen, but in this heat, you can understand why the pace hasn't been there throughout these six, seven-lap stints, and nobody's gone for an eight-lap stint.
0: No, but um, it must be said, what we've seen very clearly last round two weekends ago and now is once the track temperature goes over probably the mid-30s, both races have been over 40 degrees, tyre wear is absolutely... It really, really falls away. They don't have the options they had before, and uh, that's making it all the more interesting that... Uh, Get speed Performance managed to do that seven-lap opening stint. It really gives them a helping hand. The latter stage of the race they can afford to do a stint that's a lap shorter than their rivals. And in terms of tyre life, I think that's going to be massive. But right now, Aloma has got to, ahead, got to get ahead into second place of Marcel Marcevic to make his life easier. I'm sure he can still go on to win from where he is. John isn't pulling away in the lead of the race. He's just under two seconds clear. The walking horse in his BMW. But in terms of just keeping things safe. And don't forget, Alexi Aloma was nearly taken out by a spinning car. What, about three laps ago, John? Yes. Things can happen. You've got to eliminate, in the nicest way possible, as many of these variables as you can. Right now, I think Aloma, for his peace of mind, needs to get past Marcevitz. But this is the best race we've seen from Marcevitz.
1: Really, really strong
0: for Schmitz Hall.
1: Yeah, still just a little over 53 minutes to go. And the... Strategy software working overtime at the moment. I'll keep an eye on that. Remember, the white flag comes out when the clock hits zero. And this, we say this at every one of these races, Bruce, but this one could be so important, particularly if you're one of the teams that have done at that point... Two sevens and are halfway round your seventh lap in your third stint. If the, ch- the white flag, if, if the clock goes down to zero and the white flag therefore comes out, you'll get the checker when you come to the line. If I tell you what, though, John, it's going to be I tight halfway,
0: If I was halfway round my, my seventh lap in the third stint and the team hadn't let me know which way it was going I'd be very very cross with them because by that stage even I wouldn't have worked out what's happening at the front of the race how many laps it's going to go to uh, just one thing I want to flag up Kai Kishuba third driver in the Team BMW bank entry that was started by Bruno Spengler some really quick laps from Niels Cox setting the fastest lap of the race is really really catching those in front top five four cars covered by five and a bit seconds now so Scott Michaels leading that walk and horse uh, BMW little gap back just when the out three seconds oh side by uh, side for third yep second and third really really close but catching both Kai Kishuba two seconds down on that battle for second place that's getting tighter
1: yeah absolutely sorry that was the get speed car that was side by side not third and fourth you were talking about the battle that is further up the road just a couple of seconds between those two at the moment the BMW Kai Kishuba and Mark L. Marcel Markovic, the get-speed car, is ahead of that. There he is. And look at the draft. Markovic goes through. It was side-by-side for second and third, not third and fourth. And heading up the hill, that is a very powerful manoeuvre there. Up through, close to Tal, from Mulcov, up that hill. That is really, really positive driving. That's, that's a power what, move. That's a power oh, that's move. That's what we call commitment with a capital K. <laughs> it
0: was just... Uh, that was... It uh, needed both of them to be complicit in that. And uh, you had to respect them because uh, the positions had been reversed and then well, were reversed and they
1: reversed again. And then there's traffic up ahead. side by side, they it, go it all was, over again. It was... It was st- it started off with a great move from the GetSpeed car. Alexi Aloma. There was a slight mistake by Marcel as he came out over the bridge and he put his wheels on the grass coming up the hill from over the bridge. Which allowed by the time that they uh, got to Bergwerk, the red Mercedes ahead. So, Bergwerk, all climbing up the hill, super quick up here. You want to put as little lot in as you can, through Kesselshin and up towards the moon curve and then close the Tal. And the mes- the second of those cars, the Grello Mercedes, as we've been calling it, just getting the draft and going through. That is. What I like to call racing room, being asked for and giving—that's really respectful driving. That from both there, Bruce. It's one of the best
0: moves we've seen. This is the sixth round of the championship. We've covered uh, rounds two to six, and that was two drivers who are now completely comfortable uh, with racing in this championship. But these are two regular sim racers. Just got to be stressed—they've been doing it for far longer than the pro racers around them. And I think that's why, particularly Team Get speed more than comfortable. Having Alexia Loma do the whole, whole race. Running second, third place, whisker down on Marcel Marchwitz in the Schnitzer Mercedes. But you have to say, they've also served a drive through penalty. That's how you get.
1: Yeah, good point.
0: And working the traffic very, very positively. But if there's a slip-up, in fact, Kaika Schubert got close to their tail, but now he's two seconds back. But it's only 4.4 seconds. First, which is Scott Michaels, his BMW back to come. It's getting tighter and tighter. Jack Sedgwick set some good laps early on. He's not quite able to. But he's in 11 seconds now.
1: So, yeah, 11 seconds, the top five. Not too bad. It's Bryce Jones side by side again. This battle for second and third, Alexei Alona just gets the nose of the red gets picked up ahead. He's got the left-hand king coming, and there's traffic as well. Might be able to use that as a bit of a pig. Oh no, I think. Marcel got a little bit of a draft from the slower car ahead and he eases back into the lead as they get to Bilstein and the crossover bridge now down through the hill. Watch for the red lights, the brake lights coming on from the car ahead, still flat, still flat and only now braking as they're heading at the middle part of that wonderful end to the, the race lap here at the Nürburgring Nordschleife onto the Grand Prix track. And um, More traffic ahead of them that's the race leader that's Scott Michaels traffic you saw is it really that's the BMW is it yes it is only two tenths ahead I didn't quite pick up the fact that that was the Vulcan horse car so has Scott had a a slightly slower lap
0: oh no no no! you're talking tenths of a second what happened was the mistake early in the lap where Marcel Marcevic and Alexia Loma changed positions before it changed back again which allowed Scott to get three seconds clear but he only lost a second to them on that lap he's not fallen off the cliff yet
1: well, Christian Cronies has to get back into that car, or another driver has to get back into that car. Scott has done it, uh, six, the two six-lap stints now, hasn't he? Or a six and a five?
0: They came in on lap five, and we're on that. Yeah, waiting for Sam Michael's
1: to take over. Sam and Scott paired together as ever. It's gone gone back up to 22. Gone back up to 22 laps predicted, but that will have change, of course, as these leading cars take a stop if they need to take a stop, that car, the BMW that we're talking about Bruce, that has to take a stop because it can't get to the end, whether it's 21 or 22 laps and it also needs to put another driver in it, so that has no choice, there will be another stop for the Valkenhorse horse BMW number at uh, number 34 um, I am looking at Alexei. I think he he might I don't think he'll get to the end Alexi can't get to the end so Alexi's got to stop as well the first car that has the chance of getting to the end is Jack Sedgwick Uh, and 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 now I think, no, I reckon that the 107, Team BMW Bank, they've done seven Kai laps. Kai Yes, Kai Koshuba yeah. is the first car, I reckon, if we only go to 21 laps, that can get to the end. Kai Koshuba. And if he's on, if he's on fuel save from the moment he got in that car two laps ago, um, then he might even edge eight laps out of that. If he's trying John. to eat the, eat the life out of his tyres remember, Alexia Loma. has made
0: his three pit stops, and he did a seven-lap stint, another seven-lap stint. He can do it if it's only 21 laps. Uh, that be, he did. Uh, would you do a seven and a six? I think it was seven and
1: seven oh hang on. He did a seven, and then he came in freeze drive through. Right. So that's what. No, yes. Get speed performance in the driving seat.
0: We're also just 1.3 seconds good off point. Of the lead of the race outright. So they had that really good opening stint by Alexia Loma, who handed over to Alexia Loma. And Alexia Loma took over the third stint. So they've, they've kept it consistent.
1: Yeah, but, but I, I reckon he was in um, at the. He did that one lap stint between 11 and 12. So I don't think he can go to the end, Bruce. Was it not between 12 and 13? But actually, even so, that should leave... Yeah, that still leaves him one lap short. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Stand by in the pits. I stand know, by in the pits. It's going to get busy. I, I know that uh, Connery's listening. Can you give us the stint length on the number two Vodafone car on the graphic, please? Just, we're getting ourselves a little bit confused about his drive through and it's pit stop and he'll have the absolute uh, on that that's the number two Vodafone what the stint and, length and is at the moment I'm sure he will, John. I have this image of Connery as like an octopus
0: at the controls. So many things he needs to bring up for us to look at. He just does a a masterful job, so wait and see what Connery can provide. But what I can tell you, first back to third place, which is Scott Michael's via Eloma, which is under three seconds now, under five seconds, all in for the top four for Schuber, Under 11 seconds, still back to fifth. So it's staying fairly even, but the pace at the moment is with Eloma, I feel, in second place. Thomas has got in fourth place Kai Koshuba last time rounded an eight minute one second lap but then catching one thing John in getting past is quite another you've seen around
1: the it's, show it's still it's going to be tight either way it's going to be tight either way it's back up to 22 laps or it remains at 22 laps with just under 44 minutes and still to go I'm just John looking Hangle. down
0: the classes, John, and Martin Asher has just died, dived in from the lead. He said that many times this year. The Porsche cars, so they're all starting to make their final, final round stops. The good stop point. Well.
1: Yeah, and remember, there. Uh, uh, actually, is he still on the lead lap? Yes, he is. That's really good pitch from the Porsches today. The GT3 seem to be the ones who've been suffering uh, with the heat. 13th position as Asher Racings Martian Martin Asher comes in from the lead of that and he's He's only five minutes down on the leader, which of course is not a full lap here by some margin So he's you know, he's two-thirds of a lap down Oh mistake in the carousel by The Alexi Aloma driven Vodafone team gets big car. I wonder if he's getting a bit tired now He's been behind the wheel for over two hours And he just slipped out. He went into the Caracciola carousel just a tad too quickly. The car popped out on the top and it's super slippy there in real life as well as in the simulation. There's leaves, there's dirt, there's gunk. There's all kinds of tyre debris that gets thrown up there and there's simply no grip. And he did a very good job actually in not hitting the wall. And that would have been disaster. Uh, he's been out there on those tyres for, what, four or five laps. So coming to the, the bottom of the hill of the Stahlstrecker, where the old test hill runs up there. So he comes up the hill, he aimed at the end of the advertising hoarding and drop in, he's just a little bit too quick. The car pops out, terminal understeer there, but he recovers very, very quickly and almost actually holds on to... What was at that point, second position? He's dropped back to third now. Horrible thing to have happen. But a great recovery by Alexei Aloma. That's why he's one of the best in the business. Bruce Jones. Well, a great, great save. So it's yellow ahead of red. It had been red ahead of
0: yellow. Don't forget, Marcel Marshowitz made a mistake. One, possibly two laps ago. Then we had the brilliant... Maneuver to get back round again, and they're having a fantastic scrap. But uh, these are this is all meat and drink to Scott Michaels leading the walking horse BMW. The gap was down to one and a half seconds over Loma it's now 2.1 seconds over Marcel Marcevic. Loma for, uh, for get to speed is going to have to do it all over again. Maybe, in fact, he'll fall prey to the attacking Kyle Sugar, in fourth place, who's been taking chunks out of the leading. Uh, three cars. Now we've got uh, four of them all on the dotting Hoa, but it's still the BMW in front. 2.4 seconds to good for yeah. Scott Michaels,
1: but who is going to blink first? Who is going to come in and make the final pit stop? Kai kashuba has got the fastest lap of the race now, at least that car has. 8 minutes, 0.5. We haven't had a sub-8 minute lap yet. That tells you about the conditions, because we normally would expect Bruce to see in the course of a race, a sub-eight-minute lap, and we haven't had it today, eight minutes pretty much exactly for Kai Kishuba. I don't think he's saving fuel, so he will be one lap short. Race leader in. He, now, this, 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 the this will be the last pit stop, and there should be... They're all in. There should be a driver change for these cars as they come in now. Uh, well, here's a thing as well. Um, I've had Markovic driving since the start Real of the race, race. so yeah, they are not having two teammates but well is he driving the full race on his own then because if I he's not this they haven't done yet. so he'll have to do a drive-through I, I, yeah. I haven't seen Markovic doing a drive-through this is very interesting so we'll see Well, Sam Michael's already aboard the Balkan horse 34 so that's that's correct, and that car can go at the end. Markovitz is staying in. So the Schnitzelan Racing could be doing a one-man band again. Volkenholes 35 in. Ben Tuck and Kevin Volk also coming in for Phoenix. So Kashuba goes through into the lead in the team BMW Bank 107. Now remember he's been, or oh that car has been doing seven lap stints. Now, can he pace himself to the end to either do an eight-lap stint or to do a time that will allow the race to run out when he's on his, his... race time to run out when he's on his 21st lap rather than going into the 22nd. If he can't do that, Bruce, he's got the, the race won. Sedgwick yeah, behind well, him seen... can't go to the end. Cedric, no. Sedgwick can't but, go to the I mean, against. heading out for that 8th lap would be a
0: voyage into the unknown. It might be one thing earlier in the championship when the conditions were cooler, but... If you've got it wrong, halfway around the lap, your lap, your tyres are literally falling off the car, you could go tumbling out of the top half dozen, I would reckon. You might be the race leader at the start of the lap, but maybe eight laps is too far. Maybe I'm wrong. The drivers will be looking at tyre wear. They'll be uh, analysing everything they possibly can. Their co-drivers, the drivers who just got out of the car, uh, uh, will be keeping them informed as best they can. And this is where this is where a simple racing experience
1: is going to be absolutely vital. Kashuba, at the moment... If, you, if, if we look down the top ten, and this is, this is why I love endurance racing, and I love it particularly at the Nürburgring Nordschleife because of the length of the lap. You really, you know, you really, c- it's difficult to eke out an, an extra lap. We'll get to the battle in second and third in the uh, SP10, the GT4 category. Look down the top ten, Bruce, and if you accept that the guys that Kashuba are racing who have just done, quote-unquote, their last stops, are going to be the Valken Horse car of Sam Michaels. He's got a minute and 20 seconds on that car at the moment. So he can, that's a pit stop. He can, depending on how much fuel he has to put in, and if, it's, if he's only one lap shy, if he comes in with two or three laps to go, puts a new set of tyres on, and a splash of fuel... To get him to the for the extra lap that he needs that he hasn't got in the tank right now, then he might just be there or thereabouts. That that team BMW bank number one or seven might be in with a chance of the win here. Well, they know what it takes to win. The last three rounds
0: have been a third, a first and a second place for them. Yes, there's been a couple of moments there, like uh, the winning car last time out being disqualified, but three podium results in the championship as tight and as competitive as this, so they really do know their stuff, but it's worth reiterating yet again, if I will, that the difference is now that we're having high t- track temperatures, it really has required the teams to think on their toes. And BMW Bank, they were slow burners, but every stint their drivers have been kicked quick. The fastest lap of the race was set by their car, with Niels Koch doing that middle hour of the race, middle of the three. But Kai Schuber has just been putting in metronomic good laps. Also, metrolap, you know, they're similar to each other, but quicker than all of those around them. So uh, certainly this is a good moment in the race for Kai Kishuva, but really it's what's going to happen. Well, I'd say the next five or six minutes defines what happens in this race.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And y- the battles down the field for podium positions as well still on. Zorg Sports, Christian Pug, Tom Valentini, who's been a real star in this DNLS this year. In fact, both of these guys have. We've mentioned their names a lot. We're used to seeing these guys at the sharp end of what was Cup 3, What is now SP10 as a combined GT4 field with the addition, for the first time in this series this weekend, of the BMW M4 GT4. But the Porsche is still in the top four positions in that uh, category. Sindri Setsas uh, has just come into the pits, so Mati Sipola will take over the core car. So Christian Bug and Tom Valentini may well be battling for something close to the lead because they were only a minute, 65 seconds behind. Now, this is an interesting battle, Bruce, out on the Nordschleife uh, at the moment, heading down towards the bridge at Adonat. It's uh, the GetSpeed and Schnitzelarm racing car, 7th and 6th. But this potentially could be for a podium position. And even with the BMW number 34 ahead of them, Uh, with Sam Michaels behind the wheel. That this actually is almost a three-car battle for the lead, isn't it? Absolutely
0: so, John. So for Sam Michaels that's worked very nicely. Took over from Scott Michaels, and again it's really situation as it was before. The the three cars covered by two and a bit seconds, three seconds. Uh, But for 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 Marcel Marshabitz, who seems to be doing a solo run, are we not still waiting that drive through penalty? I believe we are. Hold on a second, let's scroll across my screen. They've done the third pit stop, but that wasn't a drive-through. No. I think, unfortunately for Schnitzelarm, much as they've been fantastic on the track, the hard work's been done by the car behind because that also needed a drive-through. And it was uh, Correct. a while ago during that
1: second stint. Yeah, I agree, Bruce, with that. If he is driving solo, there is a drive-through penalty to be served. Well, First of all, you've got to advise the organisers that it's a solo drive. And at that point, sometime during the race, you have to take a drive-through penalty at the Caracciola Carousel. Well, oh, the the leader lead goes wide. Leader goes up out of the carousel early, and that's really slowed down the BMW. And the top three are absolutely together as they go past one of the Audi TCRs. And now heading out of the carousel and up towards Hoa Act. This is a three-car 12. 12 wheel train for the lead of the motor race with just over half an hour to go. We reckon that the Schnitzelheim car has a drive through if Marcel is driving on his own. If he's not driving on his own, they're way out of it because they've got to make two driver changes. You must make two driver changes, and they've made none right now. And so- and they- go ahead. I was going to say, John, on top of that, he's served more than two hours in the car, so he'll get another penalty for that. Well, it's so. a disc wall. That would be disqual. So he must be driving on his own, Bruce. So he's going to have to do... Yes, a very good point, well remembered. He's going to have to do a drive-through. He must be driving on his own. This is, however, still intriguing. And I wonder how much information then, for 6th, 7th and 8th at the moment, but with certainly... Well, let's have a look. Let's see who's ahead of them. Ahead of them is Branson. He can't get to the end from here, although they have done their two driver changes. He'll have to make, I reckon, one more. Oh, can he get to the end? He stopped on 14. Branson might be able to get to the end, might be able to get to the end, but it'll be a supreme effort, and it has to be a 21-lap race. Otterback in Currently scored in third for Race Union. Can't get to the end. He's another he driver. Drive through as well, John. I was Does about to say it. Solo. Correct, he's race solo. Sedgwick is coming to the end of his stint. And Marvin Deinst will have to get back into that car at the end of this stint. Kai Koshuba could be going to the end. But even if it's not going to the end, he's only one lap short on fuel. And at the moment, he's got a huge lead on anybody else what's he got on? otterback has got to do a drive-through um, and another pit stop for fuel. So what's he got on the 88? Can the 88, let's see as they go through. Kashuba goes on to lap 18 of what we think at the moment. The computer is telling us at the moment it's 22 laps. So at the moment, it's this one. And four more at the end of this long lap. So Otterbach is a minute and seven behind the leader. So Otterbach has got one stop uh, to do in a drive-through. What is Kenneth Gilbranson? A minute behind the leader. Well, he's going to be on fumes at the end as well. This is really interesting. Really interesting.
0: It be- is because Kaike Schubert has never really been that close to the leaders, but he's lapped faster than anybody else the last four or five laps. That is why he's putting clear of Jack Sedgwick.
1: Seven and a half seconds between them, and surely still that final pit stop to come. So, Schnitzelheim did get past Sam Michaels, so that's Markovic in fourth, but he's got a drive-through. So, the first car that we are absolutely, 100%, I'll put the house on it only if the responsible adult would let me, which we never would, I reckon it's Sam Michael's, the Vulcan Horse Motorsport car, and then Alexei Aloma right behind him. Those guys can go to the end for sure, whether it's 21 or 22 laps. But they're a minute and 20 plus seconds behind. Kashuba can get in for his splash and go and get out ahead of them. He can get out ahead of them. This might be, this might be brilliant tactics. By the 107 team. and we've seen the team BMW Bank guys pull these kinds of tactics in the past. By the way, a quick word, Bruce, for the car that started from the pit lane. Sammy McIntrogan back in that car to take it to the end. The 186 miler Racing t- Championship leading team up into ninth position. And Sammy, um, well, if it's 21 laps, he can go at the end. If not, he'll need a splash but most of the people behind him are in the same position. So he's not, I don't think he's going to be any worse than ninth position.
0: No, he's got two of the drivers ahead of him, Marcel Marcevic in fourth place and Marvin Otterbeck, who's immediately ahead of him in eighth place So drives drive-through penalties. That means I think he'll get ahead of Otterbeck, but it's all about just trying to get a few more points because, of course, leading the championship is just detrimental for everything they can gain.
1: Well, this is another cracker, Bruce. Just another crack. We, we're getting used to this now. We're being spoiled. We've had five races. We've commentated on four of them. They've all had... Oh, a huge run for the Vodafone cars. it gets. The, the Vulcan horse car got caught up behind the number 456 uh, Audi. And the light blue, black and tangerine car of uh, Racetech Performance unwittingly playing a part in this battle this crucial there's a touch there's a touch at the top of the foxhole there at hamburg but a great save by michaels and in fairness marcel markovich backed out straight away didn't put the foot down and spin the bmw ahead of him very close racing indeed and remember there's inherent latency in these sims you hear the pros and those that know talking about net code incidents where it's very difficult to judge exactly how close you are a uh, bit of latency in what you're seeing and the, the control inputs that you're putting in maybe a tenth or a tenth and a half a second that's a lot of ground that you're covering so at Arenberg then at the top of the hill they came past the came past the Audi that's all fine dragging up Towards the insanely quick uh, left-hander at Schwedenkreuz, the Swedish cross. Now, was there a touch, or did he just did Sam lose it on the downshift? Close. Not sure, but it was great driving by Alexi Aloma. He certainly didn't. Add, if there was a little touch, he certainly didn't add to it, Bruce. And he backed out of it straight away. If there was just a slide, he didn't make the slide worse. Great driving. Really good. It's almost as though he had to predict what he was going to do before it had actually happened, but uh, don't forget that
0: Alexei Oloma had uh, a car spin right in front of him when he was leading the race about five or six laps ago, so he's, he's wary that a small incident by someone else could cost him his race and right now, forget speed performance, he's just desperate to get up onto that podium. Uh, and give their championship a bit of a shove. They haven't been on the podium yet, even with the likes of Philip Noller, Philip Ellis, Raffaele, Marcello on board. Their best result of fourth place so far. They're running in sick, but they will scroll their way forward. Will they get a podium? Let's see. Because at the moment, the is by nine seconds from uh, Jack Sedgwick. It's looking very, very strong indeed for Team BMW Bank. The sleepers who've just done everything right thus far.
1: Oh, this has been brilliant to watch. Absolutely brilliant to watch. But still, we don't really know. We're having to make supposition. And again, side by side up the hill. And again, the get speed car has the speed. And there's a position changed. Magnificent, magnificent driving from everybody concerned. As just great to watch, fortunately no traffic around this time so again through the carousel the see we've skipped ahead haven't we, to PMW that is uh, leading at the moment, the Kai machine, so that was again that position was made up on the run out of Bergwerk, through Kesselschen and uh, Mullkerve and Klostertal, all of that sort of area, which is absolutely flat in sixth. <laughs> One downshift and then you back up into sixth again. It's tremendous driving. Here's Kai Schubert on the Dottige Höhe Now, if this is you, Bruce, and you're leading the race and you know that the next car that even has half a chance of going to the end of the race is Kenneth Gulbranson, and he's a minute back. And really, anyone who surely does have a chance is nearly a minute 30 back, and that's the Vodafone Alexia Loma car. I think you've, you've got to come in and give yourself a chance, haven't you, to get some use out of a new set of tyres, because as soon as you put the fuel hose on, you're going to have to do... I think they're coming in this time around. He's coming in, he is. He's, he's going to do a splash. So it'll be four new tyres and literally one... Lap of fuel. Okay, for me, it means Garrett Speed almost have to
0: go for that eighth lap on a on this final set of tyres rather than the seventh. Because oh. they've been held up in traffic fighting with Marcel Marcevic. Alexi Alomo, he's going to be tired. He's done the whole race so far, as has Marcevic. Marcevic will have to serve a penalty. Jack Sedgwick in from second place. So you talked of Kenneth Gould Branson, He should assume the lead of the race in the WRT Audi. That's WRT
1: 1. Uh, but I've Unless he does the Kendrick. same thing because he, he's on the, on the ragged edge as well. He would have to do an eight lap to get it to the end here. Uh, Alexi, Alexi Alomas, uh, he's fine. He, he pitted at 17. Remember, he, uh, he pitted at 17 along with the Valkenhorst car and the Schnitzelheim car. So they've made their last pit stops. So And they can go to the end, but they are you know, a minute and a half back from the first car that came into the pits there. So does Gilbranson... Does he take the same tactical stop? No, he's he's going on. I beg your pardon. Body angle
0: and such. No, he's staying on. But he has been running a different different sort of sequence. What's his lap
1: pace like? Oh, eight (laughs) minutes, seven. They're falling away. I think he's saving fuel. I think he's saving fuel. So Gilbranson goes into the lead. He did seven, seven. He's probably going to have to do eight at the end. I think he's saving fuel. We've still got a 22-lap prediction here as it stands like, at the moment. kashuba has got about a six-second lead having come out of the pits
0: because Marcevic, who has to make a drive-through penalty in the Loma, just crossing the start-finish line. In the background, Sam Michaels, uh, two seconds behind them, but already the Team BMW Bank Mercedes, uh, BMW, pulling away through the walk Look loop, looking to see how far he is visually. It's about maybe slightly less than six seconds because, of course, he was coming slowly out of the pits, whereas those Mercedes and Marcevic and the Loma flat out at the start
1: well, sector. so at the moment, it's advantage, I think. Well, OK, Let, let's give you what we got, 22 yeah. minutes to go. All right, let's, let's give you what we think is going on at the moment. Um, Gil Branson will have to do an eight-lap stint to get to the end um, because he can't slow down enough to make it a 21-lap race. Reason? Kai Schubert, at the Team BMW Bank 107 is less than seven seconds behind him, has a brand new set of rubber and is fuelled for a 22-lap race. So he can drive full bore all the way to the end. Third place, Snitchelam, re Reckon still has to do a drive-through, so he's going to be out of it. Vodafone team get speed, man filter, HTP windward, ...who have just been taken over by Marvin Dix, ...they've done all their driver changes... ...and those two guys, those two cars... ...along with Falcon Horse, Sam Michaels... ...they can all go to the end. So the gap between... ...Kenneth Kilbranson... ...Kai Kashuba is 6.3 seconds... ...with Kilbranson on a massive fuel save. I don't think he's going to be able to do it... ...but he might try it. So if you assume that he's got to stop again... ...Kishuba is the actual leader... When it all works out on corrected pit stops, he's got 22 seconds on the schnitzel car, which has to do a drive through as far as we're aware. So then what's he got? He's got, yeah, it's just still 23 seconds on a low mass. So that's the gap. And then the man filter car is in probably a net third with the Valkenhorch BMW in net fourth. It, it, am I reading that right, Bruce?
0: Uh, you are, but what you need to know is, effectively, Kaika Shuba is leading the race, and then Iloma, Dienst, and Michaels are covered by, Not us it a second and yeah. a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Agree, agree with that. We will shed Gull Branson unless he really
1: is going for something super, super bold. He's being in caught. The race, but... He's being caught hand over fist. He's not going to win. I-, I-, I wonder who he's timing himself back to. The problem is that he, if you accept that the Vodafone team get speed car is the next car back that could go, the BMW Bank of car will pass him on this pace. He's only got 20, 17, 18 seconds between himself, uh, sorry, no, he's got 23 seconds between himself and the Vodafone car. And, and I'm not sure that even saving 23 seconds over the next three and a half laps is going to be enough for him to get the extra lap in.
0: so many ways
1: to say to skin a cat mm. it's been brilliant oh. the, the one thing that we we, we have uh, we've, we're going to have to remember this when we get back to the real world Oh, huge dive down the inside by marvin dingst uh, in that battle between the get speed car and the man filter team HTP just didn't manage to get through the schnitzelheim car actually working against the get speed car of Alexia Loma who remember has been driving the whole of this race they're heading down the hill now to the hairpin before the bridge at Adana. that was a very bold manoeuvre indeed at Callenhard we're back up the hill still that little damage looks like it's getting a little bit worse on the right front of the AMG GT3 what we're going to have to remember Bruce when we get back to real world racing and particularly when you get excuse me into the the NLS is uh, we, we don't have slow zones and cord 60s here uh, in this. So this is flat out from start to finish. There is really no respite at all for the drivers.
0: A hundred percent, John. I wonder how many drivers who are going to compete in the NLS are just watching this and learning as, as, as they go. The, the, the different tactics. Yes, they, they'll be sitting at home in their dark and rooms looking at the screens, looking at the timing screens, the, the main image monitor. They'll be learning from this, but it you know, it's so so intriguing what has really struck me in these past few months of 2020 is how much one can learn from sim racing you know i'd have been quite snooty about it so well you know, it's, it's only an adjunct to this but it's pretty much part of uh, real racing now and i i i've been enthralled by this and what i'm aware of in this race is that muscle box has been so dogged in that now, i think really cost the get speed team. I said about five laps ago that Eloma had to get past Mark She is the quicker of the two drivers, but they've both made mistakes and at the moment he's the meat in the a three car Mercedes sandwich. He's Marchand in second place, Eloma in the middle and Marvin Piest, um, and not so far behind in the man filter car. So pretty much as if were on the opening lap. Schlitz, and Mount, Hill car, but the car that was pulling way on that opening lap, don't forget, looked totally in control, is the driver in the middle, Alexia Loma. So the race has not gone so well
1: for him in the second half. It's really been much of a struggle. No, it hasn't. We'll keep our eyes on that battle going on as I give you a rundown of some of the other positions. Claudius Veed for SimRC has six seconds on Mark Asher, their 13th and 14th position. Uh, overall and still on the lead lap, uh, only half a lap down on the leaders. That's been a really, really fast run from the 911 Cup cars. So 2.76 from 2.27 and then uh, about uh, a minute and 50 further back in third, it's Colin Duke for the Violent Racing uh, Machine and he's got 18 seconds on fourth. As far as the... SP10s, it's still the top four are the Porsches. Matty Simpeler for Course Sim Racing has a half a minute on Zorg Sport. Christian Bug in second, and he's pulled out now four seconds on Tom Valentini. We were watching that battle earlier on. Niels Carst- Carstenton is the team rso 397 in fourth position. Best of the BMWs is Lucas Muller uh, who has uh, a bit of time on Christian Frank. And Tobias Burker who make up the rest of the top seven and in the SP3T category before we get on to the Donniger Hall for this great battle that we're keeping an eye on. It's Sven Glasel from Team Hosingfeld who has about a half a minute lead to Kimmo Suomen uh, in core racing's number four or three. Audi then Felix Luding, who has led, led the race for RC, uh, He's another 21 seconds further back and just two seconds ahead of the Lippert Esports Racing car Sandro Petroziello is in the 453 car that's how it stands in the classes with 15 minutes to go but this schnitzel arm racing led Train of cars, as through goes Alexei. He gets the drag, he's nosed ahead. He's on the left-hand side under Bilstein. He'll get the run, and here comes Marvin Dienst. He's picked the inside of the track. Is that going to work for him, or will there be a coming together? Well, Getsbrae goes through, but Dienst couldn't follow him through. But surely that schnitzelheim car has got to have a drive-through. He might be peeling off now for that. He is not. He's gone through. Wow, great racing again. And you've got to say that alexia loma has been the man for making the power overtakes in this race, Bruce Jones. Yeah, the master of
0: breaking the toe where possible to, to go out around. He really has hooked up. He's been very, very bold indeed. And I liked a couple of laps ago when we saw, in fact, Marshovitz. Ducking behind a, a lower class car, again a tiny little bit of a, a toe. You commented on it at the time, approaching a Bilstein, uh, swerve, kicker, and, uh, the Bill swerve and everything counts for staying ahead on that instant. Uh, that instant, but this time around, the low had to adjust that little bit of drag. Now Jack Sedgwick is a bit sort of bump and leave to sneak ahead. Well, sorry, all these letters, the man filter HTP Mercedes now. Up ahead of Marcevich as well. Kenneth Gilbranson leading the race at the moment. But he owes us a pit stop. That Audi for WRT1 will be in the pit soon.
1: Gilbranson has has managed to stay ahead. And I have to say, with only seven seconds of an advantage at the start of that lap, I'm very impressed that that's only been cut to four seconds as it stands at the moment. Galbranson... We think has to stop we're still predicting 22 laps he would have to do uh, he will have to do an eight lap stint with nobody has done so Kai Kashba is the man at the moment who is doing potentially leading this race on correct time. now we'll find out at the end of this lap because this is lap 21. this is the seventh lap of the stint for Kenneth Gould Branson and whether he stays to the 13 r- minutes remaining John we do another lap it's got to be hasn't it he can't slow down enough to make it only a 21 lap race with this battle behind him and we think that uh, well Marcevic has now dropped down and Marvin Dienst has gone through so Alexei Alama and Marvin Dienst they are battling for what might be second and third it could well be second and third. What an extraordinary finish to the sixth round of the DNLS, the Digital Nürburgring Langstrecken-Serie, powered by VCO. It is the H&R Stunden, the three hour H&R race. Great to see that so many of the real world sponsors have jumped in to put their names on these races exactly as they would be doing in real life. And here's this battle. For the podium possibly for second place there's nothing between them you couldn't fit you couldn't fit a very thin phone book between them at times Here is Marvin Dingst he's he must be able to smell the back of that Vodafone car he's so close even with the long nose of that man filter HTP windward racing a little bit of damage on the front of that car at the moment and coming off a victory remember although it was Phil Ellis that was paired Last time out uh, with, uh, with uh, Jack Sedgwick. Sedgwick's once again done the middle stint. Marvin Deinst will take it to the end. This is fantastic stuff. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Haven't seen the HTP car always running in the man filters livery in that dark grey with green striping, race stripes on it. And in fact, that's how it's running in the r- real world this weekend down in Portimao. And we'll be going ad-free, for those of you watching, to the end. Can't break away from this. Thanks, Michael, for letting us know that. So we will take you the next 11 minutes with no breaks. For those of you watching on the live stream, obviously we never break away on the audio stream, but uh, there are a few partners that our colleagues at Nürburgring TV and Racespot.tv need to look after well they've been consulted and they've said stick with the racing that's great isn't it great stuff so here's this battle then for second and well third and fourth as it is at the moment but Gulbranson at the front of the field now just two seconds ahead and still with one lap to go at the end of this one and Gulbranson's coming to the end of a seven lap stint
0: I'll be Marcevic's amazed if about to lose a position, John. His tyres must be absolutely shot because he's really been running wide in a way it wasn't before. And Sam Michaels all over the tail, so one of these uh, big yellow Mercedes about to lose ground. But we've seen before with Ilova all over the tail for lap after lap uh, for, of Marcel Marcevic. He's not an easy nut to crack, but I think his tires have gone, so he's falling away. And we still think Marcevic, having driven the entirety of the race, to this point we've got just over under 10 minutes
1: ago owes us a drive-through penalty he must be doing it on his own as, as Bruce said he's done over the two hours now so they must have applied for the um, waiver to him to drive on his own but that does mean a drive-through and, and Alexia Aloma has done that and he's got that out of the way the Getspeak team were letting us know at RSL underscore studio what, the only thing I'm thinking about Doug Branson in that Audi, the etwrt one he's got another 23 seconds back to this battle for what is at the moment third and fourth. Has he saved enough fuel by driving a little bit slower at the front of the field, has Kennett? Not in the last lap, John. He just banged in an eight-minute, one-second
0: oh, lap. Right, so
1: well, there's the answer. He's going to stop at the end of this lap. Yeah, exactly. I was just wondering if he thought maybe he might not get the win but he, he could hold on to a podium. If he stops, I reckon he's going to be behind Sam Michaels by the time he gets back out. So he's probably going to end up in sixth, which will be net fifth. Still decent points. Well, we'll know in a little while when he comes to the end of this lap. And the gap for the lead is only one and a half seconds. So Kai Koshuba might actually take the lead before Gil Branson. Decides whether or not he's going to pit. They're on the run to the final lap now with eight minutes... Oh, it's going to be tight, isn't it? Where are the leaders? Eight minutes to go now. But the leaders are already on the Dottigahua. They'll be well down the Dottigahua. 7.55. Now, just called Branson Peel into the pits as this battle, for what at the moment, is third and fourth, and the Getspeed car goes wide and round the outside. Now... That's interesting. I wonder if that was tactics.
0: So do I, John. I think he wants to toe up the straight, but Correct. he's got to hang in there. Marvin Deans is started
1: to pull away from Eloma, but now Eloma's got the toe. I think you're quite right. I, I wonder, coming out the Kleiner carousel, whether Kai, uh, whether Alexei Eloma just gave that position up, knowing that he can drag back and get the position. Meanwhile, behind them, Martel Markovic is getting a huge run, and Gulbranson... Has not yet gone through and wait to see if he starts
0: another lap he's pitted, he's pitted. I was slightly worried that uh, Kai Kishu would be so close behind he might be course out by the swerve and of the swap leader. back
1: and, and whilst we were reporting that they did swap back so I'm guessing that that was deliberate from Alexia Loma so that's now going to be second position Kaiger Schubert goes through. Kilbranson is getting a splash of fuel, but of course he has to put tyres on as soon as the fuel hose goes on. And here comes Alexei through into second position. So that makes Dean's third. Marcel Markovic has not stopped for his drive-through. That'll be a disqual, I reckon, so long as the information that we've got is right. So that's going to put Sam Michaels in with a shot of a podium finish here, but he'll have to get by the Schnitzelheim car, which I'm afraid at the moment is a spoiler. Now, I'm only going by the information that we've had on the timing screen, but I can't see anybody other than Markovic in that Schnitzelheim car, and that means he should really have done a drive-through penalty. Gil Branson, by the way, did indeed join behind Sam Michaels, but some 30 seconds behind Sam Michaels. So sixth position, yeah. that'll be a net fifth for him.
0: Yeah, in and out of the pits cost, I think, about 56 seconds. We thought it forced the tech behind that group. He's ahead of Daniel Longerick who's driving the number 44 Phoenix Racing entry, the Audi that uh, he's sharing with Kevin Falk. I expected Richard Westbrook to be here, but I don't think he
1: started the race in that one. Correct. Now, I, I would expect to see on our screen a message from Race Control sometime on this lap, last lap, about. This stitch alarm car now the only thing that could possibly save them here is if and and, and I know this is a possibility because I've seen it in the regs, we might have two drivers sharing one rig and one, uh, one account and therefore it might have been showing as uh, Marcel Markovic all the way through but somebody else could have literally been sitting in the seat, they would have had to have provided evidence for that and a good reason but if that's not the case then somewhere around this last lap as we saw with Williams Esports Bruce, I expect to see a message from race control saying, uh, applying a penalty which I think will be a disqual for that uh, for that Schnitzelheim car uh, I think so.
0: We certainly saw it with uh, the race-leading car last side, the race-winning car of Dominic Strive in Sammy trogan, That wasn't, wasn't given a time penalty. It was tough luck. You won the race on the track, but one of you exceeded your driver maximum stint length time, so you're you're out. It's not a penalty, but I think you'll need a better excuse than the dog at my homework, wouldn't you? I'm afraid that's all Marshall Marcevic has as his defence at the moment, as far as we understand. 20 seconds advantage, 22 seconds, Kai Kashuba over Alexia Aloma. Aloma, though, is busy in the office. He's got Marvin Dietz all over him. Let him pass, dragged him back past him up the Dossinger Hoa, but he's got to do it. Uh, try not to let the reverse happen this time around. And certainly, uh, Marvin Dietz is exactly the to say, okay, uh, oh, look, you made the mistake, you pass, then be passed again on the run to the finish. But uh, really tight. Second, third, fourth, and fifth. Aloma Dietz, much
1: to Michaels. Almost missed the fail. Well the time will run out in three and a half minutes. So this is the last lap, so this is the battle for second position between at least two of those cars. Sam Michaels might feel that he wants to get in there. If he's going and can do it, he's got to get past this Nitzerline car. We expect that car to be removed from the results, but we've not seen anything yet from that. And I'm looking on the at the moment. Uh, on the message screen by the way last time around sorry Bruce if you mentioned this Kaikosuba did set a new fastest lap of the race 8 minutes 0.506 was the sorry that was the previous lap 8 minutes 0.506 so Kaikosuba has not eased down at all Bruno Spengler started did 7 laps 7 laps for Niels Kosh and then Kaikashuba jumped in And did a five-lap stint to take him within shouting distance of the end. New set of tyres, which he's used brilliantly well. Brilliantly well.
0: Well, it's quite beguiling, this battle for second place. Iloma still holding off the yellow Mercedes, similar Mercedes of Marvin Deens. But uh, Team BMW Bank just sitting pretty. 22 seconds to the good and uh, setting the fastest lap of the race what more could Kai Kashuba do but to give this team its second win in the last
1: three outings oh side by side again going up the hill but this time it's repelled and Alexia Aloma, remember who has driven the whole race he had the penalty of a drive through that he had to take for Vodafone's team get speed their social media's gone very quiet recently I expect because they're biting their nails at the moment watching this Marvin Dinkst. With Manfilter team HTP Winward. Winners' last time out with Jack Sedgwick, who did the middle stint here, and Phil Ellis, who's driving for HTP Winward in the real world down in Portugal this weekend. And is Could be it, about
0: to be a change, because Marcel Marcevic suddenly had a much better exit at the... The, well, about three corners ago, He's right on the tail now of a Loma. This is very, very, very good oh, Marvin Dietz, this is good news for a Loma. Might just buy him a tiny, tiny margin that should be enough to get onto the Dossing herd without a car in his tail. But, oh, the brighter yellow Mercedes from HCP recovered from that moment. Dietz now catching up with a Loma all over again. Fantastic.
1: This is brilliant stuff from... Everybody concerned and there will be more traffic before the end of the race. Absolutely no doubt about that.
0: Just worth pointing out that Alex Serrano is only up to 10th place overall for the Marla racing team. Will come as many as he would have liked. He is the championship leader. He's missing his teammate Agustin Canapino who's away this weekend
1: but right now it's like a Shibur, it's a at the head of the field Kishuba with a 22 second lead he'll be picking his way through traffic he'll be hoping that he can keep his concentration going but he's already getting towards the Dottiger Hoa as the battle for second, third, fourth and fifth with Sam Michaels at the back there the Volkan horse guard comes towards the Kleiner carousel well inside the last third of the race now, the white flag has gone out, time has expired but here's the interest is there a big enough gap between Alexia Loma he's broken away a little bit but I think Dings is still close enough to get a good drag if he gets a good exit from the Gallows Hill corner immediately starting to move about the team get speed car that's gonna cost him pace he's putting steering lock in meantime the leader comes to the final set of corners he hasn't had to make a pass there he could almost kick in the clutch and coast home from here bmw bank take team bmw bank take their second win of the digital nls nordschleifer langstreicher series powered by vco team bmw bank win it the 107 car, Spengler, Niels Koch, and Kai Koschube in that order are on the top step of the podium, and second is going to be Getspeed, a single driver. So that meant a drive through penalty, and it's been overcome by the pace and the great strategy of Alexei Aloma. Marvin Dingst will back up a win last time out for Manfield, the Team HTP. With a third place on the podium ahead of Markovic finishing for Snitchline. We're not sure whether that will be allowed to stand because he, according to us, did not do his drive through and sat in the car. The whole race will wait for confirmation about that. Sam Michaels in fifth. Branson, one lap short of his fuel, will finish in sixth position. Very tight on the line for the HTP man, his car and the Schnitzelam machine but I think that decision anyway will go to the man this car because of what we were talking about Bruce Jones once again another strategy call as we'll wait for the class leaders to come in but the guys Claudius Veed will be along in a moment to win for Sim RC Cup Well his lead's been cut back to six seconds in the Porsche category in GT4, Matty Sipola has half a minute on Christian Bug and Tom Valentini's 23 seconds further back the best of the TCRs again that's a 20 second win at the moment or advantage for course Sim Racing well Bruce jones Again, tactics that were shuffled about and a 22 lap race, not the longest, but not the shortest that we've seen here either.
0: Tactics, I didn't know there could be so many different tactics and different race strategies. I thought we settled down between DNLS 2 and DNLS 3, but how wrong I've been. But it's not just that, the racing has been brilliant on the circuit as well, but combine that with uh, the thing we like, different ways of doing the same thing, It, it has just been enthralling, and I'd say... You'd have to say it's an absolute masterclass today from Team BMW Bank, because uh, they weren't at the sharp end early on, but by running the tactics they did, they've somehow come over with a victory by 22 seconds. That is massive. So, uh, yeah, really, really
1: enthralling. Not quite the battles in the minor classes that we've sometimes been used to seeing. TCR, of course, was the usual... Uh, uh, ..usual... Uh, fright fest in some respects with uh, at one stage I think the top six cars possibly even the top seven within a couple of three seconds but again it's going to be the same RC cars uh, who comes through in Porsche and we've got the core car, that distinctive white and tangerine colour heading on to the Dottigahua in a corner or two's time We've not seen so much of the supporting cast, Bruce, but with the action at the front of the field, I really can't fault our directors for making sure that we saw what was going on there.
0: Uh, no, certainly not a crime. While we know there's brilliant racing in the other classes, I-, I would say some of the racing today in the top class was the best it's been. Maybe not four or five cars together, but two cars together with another couple not so far up the track ahead of them. And one little mistake, you can see the whole thing concertina And we saw cars hit, getting very much on the ragged edge. We saw mistakes from Alexia Loma and Marcel Marcevic that changed the position. But you've got to forgive them. They ran full three hours. So no wonder they were getting a bit tired by the end.
1: Well, here is the TCR leader, about to become the TCR winner. Corsum Racing coming to the line. And coming through now to win, Kimo Sinonan. And Patrick Kabinji did the middle parts of the race. They take the victory there. And that's not the first time we've mentioned their name in the new SP10 GT4 category, Porsches and BMWs. Now, Martin Sippeler has anchored the... Ah, well, now we've we've now changed that to... to, No, that is correct. Uh, The Claudius V car coming through. Sorry, my apologies. So, coming through to take that one. There's Claudius V for Sim RC Cup 2 taking the Porsche category and we're waiting to see the new GT4 category and that is Marty Sippler for course sim racing. So another great run for Sim RC Cup 2 and taking the Porsche class in some style Claudius V and Simon Grossman. These guys have still got a little bit of the lap to go before we can call them across the line in the 3-0-3 which is the leading car in the Porsche and BMW GT4 category Marty Sippler for Corsim Racing 2 which he's shared with uh, Sindra us to so do the middle part of the stint and Karl Janssen who is the qualifying expert in that team who led away at the start of the field as well. I, interestingly, I've just confused myself there because I had that card down as the 3 or 4 but That's the first time I've noticed that because that's the first time I've looked at the team, team, team sheet from earlier on. There's so much to consider,
0: John, but I was just sort of focusing on, on, on that victory. We talked about Kai Koshuba uh, bringing it home, but... That, uh, Bruno Spengler what a week he's had you commentated on his championship
1: victory in the IMSA series and he's just pinged in a second win here he's making a habit of talking to us we'll just see this car uh, over the line I'm sure uh, Bruno won't mind uh, about that as he's standing by for the for the interview just waiting for the Porsche to come to the end of this race and be the last of the racing cars home just under the Bilstein bridge now Bruno Spengler joining us uh, in the global broadcast center we're making a habit of this Bruno people are <laughs> talking about us I'm talking to you more than more than most people in the world at the moment
4: hey man, uh, how are you I'm always happy to talk to you
1: well, you're always happy to talk to me. That's a very nice thing to say. I'm always very happy to you as the Corsum Racing number 303 does finish the race and win the new SP10 class with the BMWs in there as well. Uh, I'm always happy to talk to you. Uh, it means that you've won again. Are you making a habit of this? Do you get real trophies for this or are you going to have to have a virtual cloud-based trophy cabinet <laughs> built?
4: <laughs> um, I think at the moment it's virtual trophies, but... Uh whether they are virtual or real, they, they always feel real. And I'm super happy that we won it today. Um, after winning the title in IMSA, to win here with my two teammates on a completely different format, on a completely different track. It's our second victory here, so it's something very special. And um, I really enjoy having Kai and Nils as teammates because they are amazing. I can learn so much from them and I think we are a really good team together. Um, and uh, we put pull each other forward, and uh, also to have the support from V.S. competition is uh, something huge for us. And um, yeah, at, at the end we won the race today, and we are we are really really happy. It's a great Saturday.
1: In in the context of what we've seen in the previous five races, 22 seconds is actually a relatively comfortable comfortable victory. You weren't necessarily door handle the door handle with anybody on the last few laps. You did a really interesting strategy. You started the race having qualified with the seven laps. Nils did seven as well. Then Kai split the last eight laps. Again, the heat out there affecting the tyre performance. So it it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't the longest race we've seen. It was only a 22-lap race. And you, you, you guys called that strategy perfectly.
4: Yeah, I think, um, you know, strategy was key today uh, because... Um, it was super important to stay out of traffic. The tires were dropping quite a lot with the new tire model. Uh, the GT3 uh, tires—they are—they are dropping quite a lot with higher track temps. So you know, we had to try and stay consistent. And uh, as you said, you know, to do the seven laps at the beginning, we thought about stopping early um, to stay out of traffic, but which a lot of other cars did. But at the end, we we decided to. Keep going, um, and then do seven-seven, and as you said, uh, split Kai at the end, which uh, which worked super well. Uh, Needles stayed pretty much out of traffic. Kai uh, also had a really nice run, so um, it was yeah. The strategy was definitely uh, super important today, and uh, to stay out of trouble. And and again, you know, be careful at the fr- at the start in the first couple of corners because. Uh, every, you can lose everything there so um, yeah thanks to these two guys they were super fast again super consistent and uh, was a great result
1: and and who makes that call Bruno because you were only going to be a lap short on fuel um, but you made sure that Kai got the best of a. New, you have to put a new set of tires on if you put fuel in the car so th- there wasn't really much point in coming to you know, one lap before the end, so you gave him a four lap stint at the end to get the best out of those new tires. Who makes that call?
4: So um, at the beginning, you know, as I was driving, uh, Kai and Niels were looking at the numbers and and looking at everything, and I think they decided together um, to uh, to do the call of the strategy, uh, and then you know, then after let's say a couple of laps uh, of my stint, I think they we knew what we, what we were going to do, and then whether you know whether the last stint, the last two stints of cairiro were, were gonna be um five laps plus plus uh, uh plus three or it was gonna be four and four or it was gonna be um uh, this was a little bit adaptive to the situation. But it was clear that we were uh, quite early clear that we were going to do seven and seven. And then how Kai's stint was going to be done, this was a little bit of a later decision. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Niels and Kai were really uh, talking together and thinking together while, while I was driving in the first tint. Mm. Well, Niels
1: has joined us now. Bruno, thank you very much indeed. Another victory. Well done, Mick. Speak you again soon, I hope.
4: Thank you, man. Thank you. And always happy talking to you. Nils, welcome uh,
1: to the broadcast booth, another victory, you had that difficult middle stint to do. Uh, heard Bruno talking about the tyres there, seven laps, that was the key to it today, you two doing the first 14 laps between you.
3: Yeah, it was was interesting today because uh, uh, most of the other teams uh, were on a different strategy, um, which was basically the better strategy in terms of traffic. Um, But uh, we wanted to do something else because we were a bit down on on top speed, especially compared to the the Mercedes, so it would have been very hard to pass them, so we needed to do something else in strategy, that's why um, Bruno and me both uh, took very long stints, uh, basically the other way around, uh, what the other guys did.
1: Uh, and in clean air actually you guys had a a pretty good car uh, you, you also I mean your stint, I noticed you you had a lot of traffic in your stint and at one stage you had to go past the TCR battle which was I think six six cars all having a great scrap and it was really important that you got got through that traffic uh, really quickly and didn't lose any time
3: yeah that's one of the key things i mean the the times here are very close and uh, you don't just drive Five seconds faster than another guy here, um, but you can easily lose uh, five seconds in in traffic. So traffic is a very important uh, thing here, and that's uh, what you need to manage as well to win here.
1: Well done, Nils. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, speak to you soon. Thanks also to Bruno Spengler, winners at the front uh, of the field. Let's take uh, some. Uh, let's take some of the class winners now as well, and the new GT category as it is now still a Porsche uh, victory the core team are with us Carl Janssen, Matty Sipula, and Cinder Cindy Setzas. let's start with Carl who qualified and started the race, bit of new competition for you with the BMW M4s this week but uh, I think the first four positions were were still Porsches uh, Carl, how was how was that start of the race for you?
3: Um, the start of the race was fine um, got a good launch uh, and then able to take the uh, the racing line through turn one um the speed of the car today was very good so we were able to pull away and get a gap uh, quite immediately and then from there on yeah it was just a run to the line
1: Sidra, you did the middle stint there in the in the core machine and often that's where things can be won and lost, it's a really important time, you've got the leaders coming through possibly as well, um, very hot temperatures here, did that affect uh, affect how you were driving the car in terms of how the tyres were performing? Uh,
2: yeah, it has been an update to this car, so the tyres now massively overheat instead of actually being on temperature they should be, so... It's not ideal running around with almost 140 degree tire temp, Uh, that's celsius Mm. as well, so yeah, it's just blistering all tires out there Uh, Yeah, it felt quite okay still though, we seem to have a huge pace advantage on the rest of the field, so that was good Uh, Also the middle stint was chaotic as ever, Uh, leaders coming through, (laughs) uh, making the moves they, I expect them to do dive bombing everywhere, but I'm used to that from real life around here so it's nothing different really.
1: Uh, And Matty, you finished it off. You had the glory stint, had to keep the concentration going uh, as well in the end uh, finishing uh, a little bit further ahead than we've seen recently of the sport Guys, uh, did you have an incident-free run to the end? Just keeping your concentration going clearly.
3: Yeah, there was no problems on my stint. There was quite little traffic as well actually so it was quite clear run to the end and the few faster cars that came through i gave them quite a lot of space and gave them away quite early so i didn't want to risk anything there so it was quite quite clear and easy in that way
1: Uh, And Carl, if I can just finish with you, uh, update to your car recently, as we heard from Matty. The latest update from iRacing put the BMW M4 GT4 in there. Right, come on, tell me the truth. I bet you tested the BMW M4, didn't you? You all tested that before you decided to stay with the 718.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think every team tested it. (laughs) Um, For us, though, it wasn't as fast as the Porsche. Um, Probably could get close, but... uh, with the right setup but yeah since we already had a lot of setup work in this car we, we decided to stay with it
1: well it's a it's another great uh, result for you well done you three and we'll see you at the next one another good win for core well done carl matty and Sindra. well done mates bye
2: yeah thanks
3: thank you guys
1: so bruce jones once again some familiar names there uh, that we were talking to and i, I, I had to ask of course the uh, the question about that new BMW uh, added some variety, though, into what is now a, a proper GT4 class and not just another Porsche Cup class. Well, we're all for variety, of course. Um, I was trying to watch
0: when it was in close traffic with the, with the leading camers to see where it might benefit, be better than them and where it was losing out. But unfortunately, the story was told by the fact that the the best place of those BMWs, uh, mainly was sort of... Um, trying to remember who was driving at the time but but it just couldn't stay with them and so yeah. it was very very hard to make that comparison but i'm sure it will get closer uh, and I, it just made me laugh when you asked the question about, well, did you test the BMW? But of course we did. <laughs> They're racing people, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think it's great. And I'd love...
1: Well, to- isn't there a big advantage as well, Bruce, in the, in the virtual world? It's not like they had to go out and, and buy one and put a load of other kit on the truck uh, and, you know, spend time on it. They, you know, they acquire it through their credits on, on iRacing uh, and, and then they can do back-to-back testing. That is an advantage of the real world.
0: No, it, it, exactly. Exactly so. um <laughs> it, it just it just makes me laugh the similarities between real world racing and sim racing they're even greater than we realized
1: yeah they certainly are another fabulous race bruce thank you very much indeed for joining us for round six of dns dns six was the h&r three hour race congratulations to all of our winners tactics once again playing out at the front of the field and tactical perfection by team bmw bank with uh British Bengler, Niels Koch, and Kai Schubert for that 107 Team BMW bank team taking the victory by 22 seconds. You can almost say you could count on them. Sorry, couldn't resist it. We'll be back for round seven, of course, here on the Radio Show Limited network of channels and in sound and vision. It's the DNLS, the digital Nürburgring Langstrecker series, presented by vco some real world racing for you later on tonight seven o'clock uk on rs1 rs3 and in sound and vision www.radio-show.co.uk drop in for nick damon johnny palmer and me as we talk about the 24 hours of portimao but for bruce jones myself uh engineer in and uh, producer in london Tim Greer and also the whole team, Michael and the rest of the team. Thanks to Connery as well for cutting the pictures. Uh, I'm John Hyndorff. Thanks very much. Enjoy your racing weekend. It's the best of both worlds today on the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Bye-bye.
0: This programme is a Radio Show Limited production.
2: Tell your friends there's more at RadioLemon.com.